What's up, y'all? I'm Deke. It's the Deke Podcast. Hey. Kamikaze78 <laughs> on the other side. What's up, brother? How's it going, guys? It's good to see you, Deke. I'm doing well, my friend. How about yourself? Welcome, I'm doing welcome, fantastic. Welcome. Great, to, great, great, to, great to be back here again, man. Always, Absolutely. always enjoy our conversations. Oh, me too. In fact, I was just reviewing the last time we talked. Um, it was like a little over a oh, year wow. ago. I think it was just after the Shattered Warp Gate came out for Planet Side. And there was... Yeah. I, I was listening to that conversation thinking, oh, we were so young. We were so oh, young we were. back then. We yeah. hardly knew what was what was in store for us. Um, so young and naive. But it was a good talk. And I, I couldn't be more thrilled to, to reconnect with you. Uh, you're like... One yeah. of, I think, the most important voices in Planet Side too. I love your content. Still love your content. We're going to talk about some of it today. But before we get into any of that, mm. I just got to ask, like, how the hell are you? Like, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm. I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, it's. It's. It certainly has been a while, as you said, about a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, yeah How's streaming? Been... How's content? I've been good. I've been good. I've um. <sighs> Yeah, sort of went through a bit of a lull last year, like middle of last year due to personal stuff and like real life getting in the way, as it always does. I'm sure Absolutely. we've all been there before. But um, yeah, sort of came back swinging late last year um, and made the switch to YouTube full time. Well, mm. I say, sorry, full time. I say that as if uh, I'm not streaming on Twitch anymore. So now doing all my stuff on YouTube as opposed to Twitch. And that's been exciting. It's been um yeah a lot of fun a lot of, a lot of fun lately and it's been good reconnecting with the community and riding the wave that planet side and what the gaming industry has been doing as a whole lately mm -hmm. it's it's been eventful this past year i'd say yeah uh, i'm not gonna say yeah i'm not gonna say good across the board but it's been eventful and that's been exciting as a content creator i feel um absolutely all uh what's the saying that um, no such thing as bad news when it comes to content creation. Yeah, yeah, that 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 statement does carry quite a bit of truth there, you know, Word. as it always does. But yeah, no, it's been good, man. It's been good. How about yourself? Have you how's how's the content side of things been for you lately? What have you been up to across the board? Like, I've been checking out your streams on YouTube lately. Congratulations yeah. on yes! winning Team Red, by the way. We both made the YouTube switch. Um, things we have do. been okay. Actually, before I talk about me, I wanted to ask you a little bit about about your last year, uh, the time off. Sure. Like, wh what's it like taking time off from content and getting back into it? Like, did you, when you <sighs> yeah. took that downtime, did you feel like, yeah, I'm definitely going to get back into it. I can't wait. Um, like, what? Yeah. what's that like? Well, like the downtime for me last year, and it wasn't really, I guess, a hard downtime. Like, I sort of, I sort of slogged through just at a slower pace because I had a bunch of stuff happen IRL that meant that I like I wasn't in the headspace to do content in a way in which I thought I could at a regular pace like absolutely person personal things got in the way which I won't get into today because you know that's all behind us and everything's all good um but yeah things happened um and I just decided that I would sort of take a step back focus on my career focus on you know me getting out there and getting back into hobbies like photography and stuff like that um kind of recentering back on yourself yeah exactly right and then yeah. and then once you know content started to hit again soon and once you know mm -hmm. you know new opportunities started emerging in that content creation space I thought, okay, battlefield now's the time to get back into it. 
Oh, such a, it hurt, it hurts my soul every time. I saw that you made a made, soul, made a so. jolly old try with Battlefield. You were yeah, making really content. Did. You were gonna make it go for it, and then I and then, yeah, I landed a sponsorship deal with um with EA for that's the so cool actually. Congrats on that. Even if it didn't pan out, that's very cool. yeah. Th I, thank you. I was I was very excited, and I was in a very interesting position to sort of help branch out a bit, I guess, from planet side, because, you know, every, every content creator, uh, who has an ambition to go further than their, I guess their, their seed game, I guess would be the best way to call it. You need to branch out. And I thought that would be an excellent opportunity to do so. Yeah. And then battlefield 2042 released the way it did. Um, so when you say seed so. game, you mean like you're doing the content game, like in your, in your off time, after you do your day job that actually supports your life. Is that is that what you talk what you're saying? Is that what you mean? Uh, so yeah, when I said C when I said C game, I'm more talking about like, you know, like every content creator I think nowadays, in order to sort of get anywhere, has a game where they sort of build their community off of. Hmm. And then you diversify from there essentially. I need to know like, about fine. this. Tell me about this. <laughs> well, I, I like 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 to me to me, like, you know, most content creators will latch onto something that they're comfortable with. You know, okay. seed game for me it's planet side oh you know? seed got it got it okay I yeah. thought you meant, like the letter c oh, that's my ears oh no 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 no. yeah yeah you seed yeah as in like you plant the seeds yeah your base like... establish your base you get your correct your foundation your community foundation yeah exactly and there's definitely ways in which you can diversify your content from that seed i think like you know for me like it'd be first person shooters and stuff like that so yeah, like obviously getting into new areas, you know, I thought Battlefield would be that opportunity and then, you know, EA EA'd it. <laughs> I don't mean to, you know, throw the shade where it is, but what a sad moment. Sad. What a sad moment. Really disappointing. Really yeah. disappointing. I was we were all hoping. And... Yeah, I'm no Battlefield fan, but I ache for anyone who is because it just seems like it's been a few years of straight L's. Yeah, like we're talking, yeah, Battlefield 5 and that game's lifespan was horrendous. And then mm -hmm. Battlefield 2042 was meant to be this sort of this prodigy son, like this prodigy child to come out and like, you know, save us. Well, it was and then, in the marketing, they were really calling back, right? They were trying to say, remember Battlefield? Remember what made Battlefield amazing? We're going back to that. And then. Yeah, exactly. And then. No, not at all. <laughs> like they reinvented a lot of the wheel. <laughs> it was bad. Like. I was and I was like I was cautiously optimistic like okay maybe the specialist system could be cool you know mm -hmm. 128 players you know good scale like more can sometimes be better if the maps are good and nothing was just nothing worked it was such mm -hmm. a shame damn yeah and then it was such as, a shame. as a creator what is it like to realize that 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 partnership that you've landed that that branch <sighs> out that you're going for what is it like was there a moment where you were like, you know what? I'm not digging this. It's not working, but I should keep making content anyway. How do you decide to stop? It was it was tough. Like when the game first came out, I thought, okay, it's it, Battlefield has launched rough, and it's and it traditionally has done so. Like Battlefield Four, I remember had one of the worst launches in the in the in the in the franchise's history, and now is revered in the community. So I thought, mm. okay. Mm maybe dice can get their shit together quickly here and bring it home um and i and i like and i made some content for the game i like you know i was being i was being cautious optimistic but i have to be real my 
part like my partnership requirements with EA, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, were that I need to do a launch stream on the game when it when mm-hmm. it officially launched, and I had to do a video to follow up. Okay. Um, and my initial plans were to do a video like reviewing the game, do a review of the game. But I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to be honest with the viewers and review the game right now as it stands, I'm pretty sure I'm going to lose this partnership. So mm-hmm. I actually completely redid the video, turned it into a how to play Battlefield video, essentially mm-hmm. like a tips and tricks thing. Yeah, like I did that, guy. and then I did my review, um, and you know, still satisfied the means of the of the of the deal essentially, but. Like full transparency, that that had to happen. Otherwise, you know, no no paycheck essentially. Um, yeah, uh, that's an interesting. That's a never something uh, I've had to deal with when it comes to content. I'm still itty bitty, but I yeah. is that your first time dealing, very, with, dealing with that kind of thing, or have you had those kinds of partnerships before? Uh, that was the first time I had a paid partnership. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Like I've received, I've received giveaway codes and contras and stuff like that, but I've never yeah. done a paid deal. Um, and there was nothing in the it was nothing in the contract that said I couldn't criticize the game. Like I was able to, I was allowed to be honest, right? But at the same time, I wanted to hit on a few points about the game and about the culture in which it got released and stuff like that. That I I just said to myself, the best of both worlds. I'm gonna do. I was gonna do a tips and tricks video anyway. Push that forward. Make that the sponsored video. Push the review back. Do that. Just swap it around. I thought I was still being at least a little moral, like morally ethical about the the content and how it how it yeah. came out essentially, because that's a huge, a huge thing. Because obviously, you know, I got it all the time. Like, oh, this is an EA shill. This is an EA shill. He's accepting payment. He's right. not talking about the problems, and like, you know, you deal with it and you just you you write those comments off because I knew myself that I was going to do that content anyway. It just changed so yeah anyway it's a, mm. it was a whole thing and i spent maybe two three weeks after the sponsor spended doing battlefield content and then i i had i had a schedule of two months worth of stuff ready to go and i culled it just culled it completely oh that's brutal um, it was a very very hard deleting spree essentially yeah oh to lose that kind of work that planning because making content like the kind you make like how much time do you think it takes you to like make a make a video like that it sort of depends like it depends on like graphics scripting like yeah. um the pe- the people who uh like the the, the videos where i do like a, a that's like a weapon review i guess you could say like where yeah, there's the like actual head- infographics and Right, right, right. Where you're saying, here's the weapon does, here's the fall off range, here's the spread. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that'll probably take eight to 10 hours just for editing, scripting, and excluding gameplay capturing, because that can take, that can stretch few and far between depending on the challenge of the weapon and stuff like that. And do you um, cannibalize your stream to get to get the clips for the for the weapons? Yeah. So whenever yeah. I'm streaming, I'll have shadow play running in the background, like collecting footage and stuff like that sure, to try sure. and consolidate the effort. Um, the 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 weapon, the LMG tier list I did for Planet Side a couple of months ago, that took easily thirty plus hours just due to the amount of graphics that were required. So that yeah. took a, that took a long time. Oof. It takes a long time <laughs> to make something like this. Sorry. It takes a long time to make content, man. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah. A lot of I see a lot of people decide that they just want to like 
I see a lot of people just like, you know, go, oh, how hard could it be? And it's like, well, surprisingly, surprisingly hard. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like even a big part of what I do with the podcast, everything about what mm. I do, a huge part of it is what can I do if I apply myself for 10 hours a week to doing something yeah. content wise? Yeah. And the best compromise I could come up with based on what I'm good at and what I like doing is this. Um, yeah. Like maybe 30 to 40% of that time is actually sitting down having the conversation, which to me is the fun part. And the rest yeah, of it is... And it's the content. Yeah, planning, research. And then I don't do hardly any editing, but the post-production still takes time. Um, yeah, of course. Every single podcast that I do, I have to go back and listen to the whole thing all over again because... Not only do I have to record it, but I have to sell it to people to say, why would you listen to this podcast? Like, what's, yeah. what are the main things we talked about? What is interesting about it? And those, those time codes, when you, when you have a three hour long video, like it's kind of rude not to. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's expected to get any kind of like audience retention rate, of course. Yeah. yeah anyway, I'm, uh, people do much, much harder stuff than what I do. And the whole pipeline for me is about, what can I make that doesn't require editing? Yeah. Because no, that, I, that no, is an art like, unto itself, as you well know. I have to say, like, like what what you do here and stuff, like, obviously, you know, for me, it's heavily curated. But for you to, like, be able to sit down with somebody, create a, create a show, essentially, and make it entertaining and interesting in the way that you do for so long, it's 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 impressive, bro. Like, I couldn't do this. Like, this is a, this is a skill that I mad respect. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. No, of course. Cause like this, this kind of thing, I, I, I couldn't do like, this is something that, yeah, is yeah, not in my a, skill set. So as you pointed out, it's a skill. It's something that you, you can 100%. work on. Um, like if, if I had to reflect on where it comes from. So yeah. when I first met my wife, we were, yeah, we were remote. We were apart from each other. Like she corresponded oh, wow. online for like a whole year before we met in person. And it was like weird, like we like each other, but like we're far away, but like are we e-dating? But like, does that exist? Like, is this fake? Is this real? I I, I don't know. This was back in 2009, right? So oh, wow. before we had a lot of tools and stuff we have now. Of course. And then... I was, I was still a very young... I was still much younger in there, my God. Yeah, we... Oh, total whippersnapper over here. Kamikaze. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know? uh 24 turning 25 soon so there it is there it is old, i always wondered what the 78 five. in your name came from because i can't be the year you were born <laughs> oh this is a story i've told many a time many a time oh yeah well let, let me let me finish this and then I'll, I'll ask you about that yeah uh yeah yeah but yeah and, and then i got a and then you know life happened i got a tech job i'm doing technical support I have to talk to customers. I realize I like talking to customers more than I like doing the tech part. So I evolved yeah. my career over years to be more about talking to people and and it ends up to leading conference calls. And that ability to lead a conference call and have a customer narrative like fits very nicely into doing this. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of You build that skill set. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh yeah, so what's the 78? So, believe it or not, it's a total typo. I, I, I is a total typo. Okay. Um, in back in my you know baby cami days, where I I got my first Xbox 360, and of course I wanted to play online with my friends. Of course. Um, 
So I had to come up with a, with a, with a handle and kamikaze was only fair because Cam's my real name and I was terrible at flying in games at this time. Okay. So I thought, okay, bit of wordplay, kamikaze, we'll work, we'll work with that. Um, and But the name was taken, naturally so. Um, so I decided to, uh, you know, I had to add some numbers on there. And I thought, what is the number attached to my email handle? Because I, ha- I had that as well. I thought, okay, well, just for sake, I'll, I'll put that in there. Terrible for security. We know this, but, you know, young and naive, dumb and dumb and dumb. Um, so I thought it was 78. So I put 78 down. Turns out it was 28, but 78 has a much better ring to it. So it is a total typo. Um, hmm. But for the better, I think, at the end of the day. At the end, it could have been Kamikaze 28. It doesn't have the same ring to it, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. The few extra syllables yeah. give it something. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it, so, it's, yeah, it's total more balanced. Typo. The yeah. way we name yeah, ourselves online is so interesting, isn't it? Because in the, in the real world, we don't like get to give ourselves our own nicknames, do we? No, not really. Yeah. Not really. We always have nicknames sort of forced upon us. And Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you ever had a nickname forced on you that you particularly liked or particularly disliked? Oh, I like. Let, let's be real here. The red hair has right. left me with plenty of plenty of nicknames over the years. Most most I don't care about. How like, was something not red hair related? Um, no, not really. Not really. No, mm. it's it's. No, no, my hair has definitely taken taken the, the brunt of it these days. But again, it doesn't like you know, Ranger is the is the clear one for good right. old Australian, yeah, right. good old Aussie down under here. Um, yeah. and you know, I just adopted it. I was like, all right, sure, whatever. Uh, it's good to have a thing. Uh, it's good to have a thing. See, for exactly. me, I grew up being the size I grew up, and okay. playing baseball. Which I did until a certain Ooh, age, where yeah. I, my, where coach looked at me straight in the face and was like, "Greg, I like you. You're too fat to play baseball. Lose the weight <laughs> or go do something else." So I chose Plan B. But anyway, I yeah. earned the nickname Big House. And oh wow! I, ugh, I was not. No, no. I mean, I was not a fan. Like, it's yeah. not like I was tall, right? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, it I mean, was, I'm not. Very much I'm above average yeah. height, but I'm not. I'm like, I'm not very. I'm not super tall or anything. So, sure. I don't know. Sure. It's not something you want to be known for, but you wear it with pride. Because no. if you don't wear it with pride, then it's then you're you're not you're not a man. You're not. You're not. Yeah, exactly. You're not taking not taking it in full stride. No, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, when I had to pick my name, uh, Deeg. Um, it was because I was uh, about to go play um, Overwatch with some of my coworkers, and at the time okay. I had been using the handle Darth Greg since I was thirteen years okay. old, and I was at that time yep. thirty-three, so about, about twenty years, something like that. Sure. I thought to myself, I cannot, ta- I can't imagine calling myself Darth Greg in front of these people. I can't imagine. <laughs> like it's just too embarrassing. I need to come up with, yep. with, with a new a new handle, so I I, I took the D and the G, and I tried mm. to think about what I could do with DG, and I just put a phoneme in between it, and it's Deeg. So Deeg, it works. That's where Deeg comes from. Works. Very, works very fascinating well. stuff. It works very well. It's it's interesting the way in which we name each other. Hundred percent, you know, all about online identity and stuff like that. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the planet mm. side scene is one of those those these places where names are thrown out a lot. Isn't it? Oh, it is. 
It is. And Planet Side in general has been a very interesting scene to watch lately. Mm-hmm. From not only from from close up, but actually from afar too. Like when I was on holiday recently, like just this past week, um, I noticed a few videos got released, and I won't go into it too much here because you know I don't I don't like I don't like getting into creator drama. I don't like getting into drama. Full stop. I just like mm. to do my thing, live my life, have my fun. I've noticed that about you. You're really good at just doing your thing, which is yeah. I <sighs> I think it's commendable. Thanks, man. I, I I just don't care for it. I really don't. Like, if someone has a problem with me, they can come talk to me about it. If they're going to attack me directly, I just won't care about what they have to say. If they've got a critique for my content, come speak to me about it, and then we'll talk. I, mm-hmm. I, I That's all I'm about. Like, I don't care for getting into, you know, drama and, you know, throwing names. And it's just, to me, to me it's just time-wasting. It's, you find it to be hard to stay could... out of? Um, by association, I guess. Like I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself either friends or good acquaintances with a lot of very notable figures in the community. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when when a couple of them draw lines in the sand with each other, and you still want to be friends with both of them, it's like, well, you know, do I? Am I drawing lines in the sand myself by association? Am I? it's it's tough and i yeah it is tough i i remember watching i had to ask myself that question recently too i think i came with a very different response to it like sorry go on yeah i was i was gonna say i was watching yours and commander sirius's podcast Mm -hmm. i think you did last week and i remember you saying i just want all my friends to be friends yeah Um, hell yeah same with me like it's painful when it's anything other than that i i agree and like i have a great respect for a lot of people in this community um and i know not a lot of them mesh with each other and it's hard sometimes you know you find yourself being the conduit between two communities and yeah. you find yourself being you know you find yourself cla- like with those communities clashing quite a bit and you've got to act as mediator or moderator at times and i don't yeah, you know i just don't care for the true. drama i don't i don't i don't care for it i don't care for any kind of arguing i don't care for i i rather we just all you know learn to at times agree to disagree you know make sure we respect each other's points and you know mm-hmm. hear each other out and talk and but that but that's just me and i know and i know that's a perfect world that potentially doesn't exist so yeah well, i really sympathize with that actually i empathize with that and let me tell you before i sat down to talk to sirius last week um yeah i was excited to talk to him about osher that's the main thing i wanted yeah. to talk to him about because it's out and i think it's cool. actually really cool and i think that there are a lot of things about it that people aren't aren't thinking about yet um and i want to get into that with you but as i was doing my research which i always do i was going back through stuff and i i I just saw the beef play out and i was saying myself i thought this is awful this is horrifying Mm -hmm. i'm friends with both of these people like if you see the podcast i did i do with shockter if you see the podcast i did with sirius and you see me sit down and talk and and then you saw the beef you see me talk to sirius again it's like well how could they not talk about this stuff it yeah. seems inauthentic in a way. And so I felt like yeah. I had to address it. I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, I really just put it out to Sirius and shout out to him for being willing to talk about it. Um, yeah. Uh, I learned uh, before we sat down that he only had a short time to, to meet. He's super busy. So we did the best yeah. we could with it. I think we're going to have a part two discussion to do some more uh, yeah. in the next few weeks or whenever he has time. But Yeah, um, that's fair. That's that's how I chose to approach that. 
Yeah, and I think that's you know fair as a as a essentially a beacon for that. Like you yourself, you know, you're a, you're a conduit for that conversation to exist. So that's a fair approach, I think. And yeah, although I don't think everyone's very happy that I that I went back there. Uh, uh I mean, look, obviously, at the end of the day, if you you know, if you're going to have that conversation, it's it's almost weird to bury the hatchet as well and not talk about it. Like, <laughs> if you if you're if you're acting as that you know that discussion point, then you know sometimes it is worth talking about. And I mean, it's out there. Clearly, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're and you're someone who likes to get to know people. And I feel as though when people are doing that, that's a part of them. So you need to talk about it. Of course, I know that's yeah. very much how like how 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 you like to approach your your your, your content. All power too. I oh, he knows me. I feel so. I know touched. you. <laughs> I feel so touched, man. I'd give you a hug right now. Of course, bro. Ah, oh, big old, big old international hug right here. Absolutely, <laughs> all the way around the earth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, yeah, but yeah, like in general, I, I just prefer to do my thing. Like you know, I I know I have opinions on the game, and I know I have opinions on, you know how content should be done and stuff like not everyone agrees with mm-hmm. but if people this if people don't agree with my opinion but they respect me as a person then i've got no beef i've got no problem with that how do you orchestrate that how do you get people to appreciate you even if they don't agree with your ideas i i just i'm just a fan of like you know if you've if you've got something against me you know feel free like criticize my work but if you come after me personally, then we've got a problem. But I'd also prefer to sort that out behind closed doors as opposed that to, happened? you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've really, I mean, I think the one person I think at one point I've probably, like, I don't think we've necessarily had a problem with each other at any mm-hmm. given point in time. But the one person I've definitely grown closer with, I think, over the years and have not reconciled, but grown to understand more. And I think that's both ways as to is, is Shokta. I mean, mm, mm-hmm. I know him and I at times have, have shared different um, thoughts on the game. And I, I personally, I know him and I really were on opposing sides of the coin a couple of years ago as to how the game should be run and how the game should be played and how... Could you give me an example or two? Like what, what y'all disagreed uh, about at the time? Like, you know, sam- the sandbox nature of the game, you know, the balance of the game in regards to how vehicles and stuff like that should integrate, stuff like that. So you thought um, you thought games about tanks, and he thought the games about infantry. Is that about right? Yeah, I I very much lingered on like you know the whole prospect of like you know if 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 a player is getting annihilated by you know this insane heavy assault player, then you know him pulling a max as a crutch isn't such a bad thing. But that has uh-huh. that's an opinion of mine that's changed over the years with the balance right. of the game. Right. Um, and uh, you know. And we've understood that. And like, you know, as we've grown closer and as we've helped each other, like I helped him with his camera upgrade lately. I told him, I, I yeah, he told me about that. What camera, yeah. I gave him some advice, tell him on what camera to buy, you know, yeah. what lens to get, how to, how to set it up, stuff like that. We, we had a good chat about that. Dude, um, thank God for people like you who know this kind of stuff. Cause if you search <laughs> a Google for that kind of information, God help you. It's impossible. I know. Yeah. You no, got, I, you got to uh, get a recommendation from someone you trust. It's the only way. No, I appreciate it, man. No, but like, yeah. So, like, like Shockter and I, I think we've grown closer. Like, again, it's not really. It hasn't been really been a reconciliation. It's been more or less just an understanding. I think you've a, grown a together in terms of your ideas and the way that you see the, the game and the community. I agree, and I think we, I think we now see 
our contexts and our understanding with a bit more context as a result, which oh. I think is very important. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. That's the way it should work. I agree. I 100% I agree. Um, it's just we all know that drama creates audience, unfortunately. So Interesting, isn't that? Yeah. I thought about that. I thought about that. Maybe this is navel-gazing, but I was thinking about drama the other day. And what what is yeah. drama like? When when people say when people invoke drama, what are they what are they thinking about? And the best yeah. most concise kind of explanation I could come up with was conflict without resolution. Oh, oh, I like that. Yeah, that's 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 mm -hmm. a very good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the art of creating a conflict without the intention to create a resolution in the same conversation. Yeah. Yeah, or even at any no. point, perhaps. Mm. So when people say that yeah. they are trying to avoid drama, usually what that means is that they're trying to reduce the conflict. They're trying to avoid the conflict. Yeah. And But there also can be, I think, value in, in trying to, in, instead of trying to reduce drama by avoiding conflict, you try to re reduce drama by pursuing resolution. And it's a lot harder. It's, it's in fact, it's so hard to do that. Um, I I think it's very hard to ambiguous to unambiguously resolve any kind of community beef or uh, you know disagreements about philosophies of game development, design, direction, all this stuff. But yeah, I also I also like think this... that that if you pursue it, you open up the possibility of people to respect each other. Um, in a way yep. that can't happen if we all just kind of agree to sit on our side of no man's land. Yep. Yep. I agree. And when you've got such, when you have such, you know, harshly drawn lines in the sand, it does, it does make it hard to, ge to generate sort of conversations that uh, opens up a perspective to both sides of an argument, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, the way in which the online world works right now, um, this is something I studied a lot in university, is just how much right. echo chambers exist. You did media um, studies, right? If I remember right? Yeah, I, I did a Bachelor of Media and Production. Um, right. Echo so, chambers. I remember I remember we talked about this. Go on. Yeah, so like it's... it's. Well, I see it a lot in the Planet Side community where, you know, you have... And it's of no fault of the community at all. It's it's very much how content works in, in our in our time where you know you have these different communities you have these different cliques if you will these different segments of community that sort of cultivate together and will seek out uh validation of their of their side of the argument by finding people who agree with them which is what you do there it happens just no natural, matter what exactly. you do yeah yeah in, in real life as well we all seek to have our opinion and to have our side of an argument or our side of a belief validated. Mm -hmm. um, it's why clubs exist. It's why political parties exist. It's why mm -hmm. even I'd say religion exists to a certain extent as well. Even why um, we're talking at all. Like it's a big part of it. Why we're, we're talking at all. We're exactly. seeking consensus. Um, we're trying to see ourselves in the world. Correct. Um, so when you have that, and when but when you throw in like algorithms and you throw in search results and you throw in that sort of stuff it becomes so charged 
in a, such a forceful way mm. that it, it's it's hard to find an opposing opinion out mm. there at times that can challenge you on the odd occasion that can that can invite a healthy debate and a healthy conversation and once you spend mm. enough time in that echo chamber you just want to hear your validation over and over again you get used to it it becomes almost um it becomes almost a dr- it's like a drug at some point i think okay um yeah like a dopamine hit like a yeah 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 I'm, like a dopamine i'm still good yeah like I, it's, I still know what's up oh yeah I, I i'm still right you know yeah like my opinion is valid it's it's being backed up so like yeah what we do see i i do see a lot of that being drawn especially in the planet side community because there are admittedly a lot of ways to play this game the health mm-hmm. of how you play the way like how you play this game as a result of that can be argued depending on who you talk to mm-hmm. and that perspective but one of the things i remember you bringing yeah, up I last guess... time we talked was how what tends to happen with echo chambers i think i think what you said is something along the lines of um you know you challenge people who who have the impression that you know everyone everyone agrees this is crap like something comes into the game some changes made everyone agrees this is crap and you challenge yep. them well who have you actually asked and if it's the same mm-hmm. people who you always play with, who you're always hanging out with and always validating your opinions, have you really yep. gotten the consensus opinion or have you just validated your own? Um, yeah. And to challenge people to go outside of their their social comfort zone to question whether what yeah. they think is actually true. And it's, yeah. it's hard to do. And especially when it comes to video games where we're all just kind of here to blow off steam, like, People aren't really making no one playing Planet Side is really making a living from engaging with it. Um, no, at least not on this side it's of the aisle. Yeah, so it's like it's like why would we put so much effort into making sure we're right? Yeah. Why bother? We're just here to fuck off after work, after all. <laughs> and that's exactly right. I don't know. I for some reason I think it's I, I really want to do this. I mean, this is why I talked to. This is why I started off by you know. Talking to Rel, talking to Sirius U, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna talk to Afla, I'm gonna talk to Shock Drill, and I'm gonna talk to Lex. Like, mm-hmm. I wanna talk to everyone. Um, yep. Because there's the, 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 the most useful truth, I think, is in, is, is, by, is, is when you combine the two, is when you can combine two things that seem to be true, but that conflict with each other. Um, yeah. I agree. So, that's called dialectical reasoning mm-hmm. in psychological terms. The the most the most uh, the most uh, I guess permanent example I have of that recently was my Max suit video. That was uh yeah. Let's talk uh, about that. That was a fun one. Let's talk oh, about that. Max suit video. Oh, I watched your Max suit video. Um, Max suit. What were your thoughts on it? I'm curious. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm interviewing you, so I'm going to ask you first. But l- 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 okay. let me <laughs> let me pay, paint the picture first. Uh, yeah. So, Max suits were always a part of Planet Side. They've always been a part of the formula. In Planet Side yeah. One, Max suits were in the same. You could pull them. They were interesting because you can pull them from infantry terminals, but they acted like vehicles because they had timers, which mm-hmm. vehicles also did in Planet Side One. They were restricted. Yeah, and they were big armor, and they could. They, they were focused on uh, attacking a certain domain, right? Infantry, air, vehicle, whatever. Sure. Same thing in Planet Site yeah. 2. 
But there was a time during PlanetSide 2's early development mm-hmm. where Max suits didn't exist. Where the game was wow. actually didn't even have a third faction. I went back like a year ago, I think, and watched an interview that Kid Riot did with Matt Higby. I think around the oh, time wow. of of the daybreak acquisition, which would have been right before Higby moved on. Mm-hmm. And he said that that originally the planet side concept was two factions, TR versus NC. And yep. it was to be more close to Battlefield in that sense. That was the original vision. Yeah. And he said, if I'm gonna be part of this, it's gotta have Vanu and it's gotta have Maxis. That was Higby's that was his insistence. That was what he did. And ever since then, wow. Uh so now we have max suits where, um, and uh, I think that was a really interesting insight to have. But then, and and yeah. ever since then, in the community, they've been this very polarizing thing. Should people be very. able to stay in a max suit all session long? Um, are th- max crashes are one of these things that seem very exciting, especially if you're an outsider, but. If you're one of the people who has to fight against it, it seems like the opposite of exciting. It seems kind of boring. When you're on when you're on the receiving end of it, yeah. Yeah. Um and it brings the whole mind this whole like kind of conflict between what I think of as big planet side, which is like the planet side of like, you know, ants and constructions and galaxy draw and galaxies yeah. and, and tank columns and yeah. uh and, and little planet side, which is all about you know, point holds and all about um mm-hmm. IVI and all about um you know, uh, KPM, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. The headshot ratio, stuff like that. And into the debate waited Kamikaze78 with his Max suit video. <laughs> Why'd you make this video, man? I I don't know. Like, we all, we all, I guess, have those things in the game that eventually start to annoy us. Like, and I'll admit, I wrote that video a little charged. Like, I'd... Mm. I, there's there's a couple of max suit mains on Connery that you know were killing me time and time again. I was in the process of trying to get footage for other stuff. I was getting annoyed, and I was like, "All right, I'm done. <laughs> time to talk." <laughs> and it the the angle I wanted to take with the video was that the max suit is the only force multiply in this game that has a consistent direct impact on an infantry fight on a point hold on a base capture in 99% of the bases in this game but it's also the only thing that can be revived it's the only thing that can you know sprint it's the only yeah. thing that can it breaks all the rules it breaks all of the rules mm-hmm. um and i got more i got thinking more and more about it because i i used to follow the opinion of max suits are fine because they act as a means for new players to get some kills but yeah. the more i thought about that the more i realized and after talking to other con uh, other other members of the community and this is something i always try to do is i always try to you know uh, with with my content and you know by i guess staying out of you know fights and stuff like that i try to incite conversation between all sides of the community where i can like yeah i know for example uh lex he often stops by my stuff from time to time. Um, mm-hmm. And we have a good chat from time to time about stuff. You know, people like Batty. I've talked a bit with Leroy in the past. Um, Shockter, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. And then I've got, you know, you're more... Because you would consider those the higher echelon players, the more skill-orientated players. You're players yeah. who like the more raw IBI experience, the more infantry experience. Absolutely. Um, 
and then you've got you know your, your big planet side guys as well like i've talked a lot with um orby manager from skl mm-hmm. i've talked a lot with those guys um so you get a lot, you get a lot of opinions and stuff like that and you get a lot of um you get a lot of perspectives i guess that's laudable to 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 cast such a wide net that's i try to do that because i think it, it and I'll get more into this in a bit later. It goes back to, like, to, to, to fighting the echo chamber stuff you were talking about a minute ago. It does, but to me, it also comes down to um, ensuring that you have an authority to talk on things um, mm. and come from a place of authority. But we'll get into that a bit later. Okay. Um, okay. Very, very important stuff, I think. But yeah, anyway, that's a potentially um, uh, uh, explosive topic. Just go on. It could be, yes. Um, but. I, I sort of got thinking more and more about Mac suits and their implementation and the fact that, you know, they do act as this crutch for new players, but okay. as soon as you give new players a crutch, what happens is as soon as you put anyone who's worth their salt into that tool, it breaks the balance immediately, right? like immediately. So, um, you know, as soon as you give a player, nano boosts as soon as you give a player membership as soon as you give a player any decent degree of battle awareness as soon as you give them two engineers that know what they're doing to back them they yeah. can main that max suit and they can they can sit in it all session i proved it by playing on a stream for four hours and i didn't get out of my max suit once sure. um and like you know i ended on a 10 a 10 kdr like <laughs> yeah it sounds about right <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and to me, if if you pull a max, getting ten kills, like that seems like a good uh, a a good return on the uh, on your uh, nanite investment. Mm. But really, because you're never deprived of nanites in that process, it's actually sort of like an infinite return in a way. Exactly, and like the way I see it, the max suit, I I I like the, I, I think the max suit, in the game, should very much you know be there. Like it, it has it has the potential to be a tactical weight option that is pulled for very tight fights. Like, you know, we're talking last 30 second caps, you know, you pull this one force multiplier for a squad of 12 to try and, you know, budge your way onto a point at the last minute. Put it over the edge. That could, exactly. Yeah. But um, but the way I see it, the max suit should not be this, this sort of tidal wave, especially when pulled in mass that can then be replicated consistently across your session for hours on end. Mm-hmm. It should be this tactical item that you pull. Well, I use the word tactical, but it should be this, it should be this, this force multiplier that requires the same amount of decision-making and investment to pull that it's going to reward you with during the process of the pull. Um, yeah. Like pulling a tank or pulling an aircraft. Correct. Correct. And even then, like the, the investment that takes from the other player to kill you only for you to then print a brand new one, that, that sort of, to me, removes the reward of the cat and mouse experience that comes from that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I kill a Max suit player and he just comes back with a brand new one, my time invested has been ruined. Um, and yeah, to me, that, to me, that's not good design at the end of the day. Um, I, I wish I do. I do wish it was more about, and, and I do wish it was more about there being an active decision to do so without it just being, oh, I've died a few times. Fuck this guy in particular. I'm going to go pull mm-hmm. a max suit to kill his ass, which happens mm-hmm. a lot. Um, what are the things? And I think by doing that, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, I was going to jump in. Please, please go on. 
Uh, I was just going to say, and I think the way you do that is by actually creating some degree of risk to the pool. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's, you know, upping up the cost of the nanites for one, making it worth its salt. But in addition to that, actually, you know, in placing a timer that punishes you for being over relentless with it, it punishes you in the sense that you can't go and pull another max suit at the next text straight away. Um, and they can't, and I, and, and, you know, by not making them revivable, you know, you have to play smart. You have to play with your nanites in accordance of the sense that you want to keep them for that fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm totally sympathetic to this argument. And the first time I think I heard it would have been when I interviewed a flick. Um, I don't know yeah. how that was. I think it was uh, around yeah, the same time I, I, I interviewed yeah. you the first time. And he, his, his, his kind of um, argument was something along the lines of, you know, people say that one of the worst things about Planet Side is getting as as new players getting farmed by you know um, five yeah. eighty heavy assaults, and and his his kind of retort to that is to say, well, if you think that's bad, how does it feel to get air to ground farmed when you spawn at a random fight that looks even, and not be able to leave your spawn room because there's a banshee camping you? How does it feel to yep. get to, to to not be able to approach a point because you have two guys in lightnings hash spamming? from a position where they're more it's very hard to attack them especially as a new player you don't know how to strategically respond to those things and even if you did hop in a tank or an aircraft you'd be useless Um, and you don't and you also don't know how to you don't know how to redeploy out you don't know what the what the redeploy meta is like you don't know how you know what how to look for a good fight you're you're totally reliant on the battle flow yeah when that breaks it's kind of it's about access to the promise of planet side access yeah. to the, the the sort of commitment that that's made in the way the game presents itself how do you get to that yeah. and what's the standing in the way of that and his suggestion was is a lot like what you're talking about um where to say either something's a force multiplier or it's not if it's force multiplier it should yeah. a, an, an investment should be required in order to procure one and if the investment yeah. is is not painful at all then it's not high enough and yep. with things like I couldn't um, agree more, like nanite boosters, just also seeming kind of pay to win in that context, if you look at it that way. Yeah. Although, yeah, you don't necessarily need them to chain pull stuff once you get to a certain skill level. No. I don't know. It's all very muddy. No, I, um, I, but I... one of the things that I find myself trying to do whenever I hear these kinds of like, okay, like we're trying to find the right point on a continuum, right? On mm-hmm. this side. Is everyone gets to play however they want all the time, right? Yeah. You're going to role play as a, I am 100% X. I'm just a prowler driver. That's all I do. I'm going to drive a prowler all day long, no matter what, no matter what's going on in the fight. I don't care. If there's a fight going yep. on on the point, I don't care. Or on the other side, where it's like, no, um, you're supposed to be playing infantry unless there's a force multiplier prompt that you're responding to. And you you play yep. you invoke those force multipliers in sort of a rock paper scissors way, where the strategy game is a layer that sits on top of the the sort of base layer, which is I think a, yep. a an extreme uh, that is very um, um, appealing to the small planet side proponents, the infantry players, the IVI guys, the, yeah. the KPM guys. Yeah. Um. But we're talking about where in the middle to go with that. So what I'd like to do is to try to figure out how far we can push it. 
So mm-hmm. let's say that we're we're saying maxes currently are too accessible. We need to make them yep. less accessible. How much how much access yep. is the right amount of access? I think to myself, okay. Well, what if everything in the game wasn't always accessible? What if there were timers and nanite costs on heavy assault, on light assault, on non-support infantry classes, let's say? Mm-hmm. What if we had um, certain weapons that had timers or resource costs, like shotguns that a lot of people hate fighting against? Or, yep. uh, I don't know, um, what's a really loathsome weapon uh how about anything that has an aoe effect like a lasher thumper, or a thumper lasher. Yep. or the the new seeker crossbow something like that oh god yep <laughs> so how far can we push that how far how yeah. much of the game can be put behind that wall before it breaks mm. what do you think <sighs> it's a tough one that's actually that's actually a concept like to me, I've only ever extended that concept per se to the force multiplier side of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, as far the as the max kind of begs the back, question because it's kind of part of the infantry game. Anyway, uh, it's I part, yeah, yeah. It's part of the infantry game. I don't, yeah, I, I definitely sit on the, on the side of it being like, you know, it is, it is like the max suit is technically part of the infantry game. I agree with that, but I don't think it's a class. That's where I draw the line. It's not a, to me, it's not a standard What's a class? class. What's that mean? Uh, to me, is a cl- uh, to me a class is a is a like it's it's a it's a you know we're talking a thousand HP or if you're in the case of the infantry nine hundred HP. You've got like this set criteria, right? You've got like a you've got a tool, you've got an ability, you've got primary, secondary weapon, you've got you know you got either supportive, offensive stuff like that. Like you have a role per yeah. se. You have like, you know, this set criteria of HP to firepower. Most weapons in your, most weapons across the board fall into certain criteria. They fall into certain time to kill values that make them, you know, good in certain areas. The max suit breaks a lot of these rules and doesn't necessarily give up a whole lot to do so. The way I look at it from the balance perspective, like it's, it gets double the HP. Sure, it moves a little slower, but typically it can still crouch it can still jump it can still maintain a lot of the a lot of the infant it can maintain a lot of the you know the core movement aspects of a lot of classes mm-hmm. it technically has double the firepower you know, double the durability and a lot of it like the max suit to me exerts a lot more power than other infantry classes do in the first place which to me then warrants it being considered a force multiplier as such mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and I, I don't, I don't have a problem with people doing well in force multipliers. Like I get yeah. it, force multipliers, in some aspects, are designed to do well in. Um, you know, obviously, there's areas of the game where force multipliers and their performance need to be tuned in a bit. I think air to ground, or Hesh in particular, great examples of this. Um, yeah. But to me, where the force multiplier question breaks is when you make a force multiplier. When you when you balance a force multiplier around everyone should be able to do well in this thing, full stop. Like the way I say it, a force multiplier you should be able to do well in, but you need to exert at least some degree of 
So it should have some kind of a downside, so. a vulnerability, something it's bad at. There needs to there needs to be there needs to be, in my opinion, some neuron activation to make him force multiplier work. <laughs> there needs to be some thinking behind it. There needs to be some, a little bit of skill. Okay, but like, the devil's advocate though, aren't aren't the force multipliers of the game sort of in that rock, paper, scissors style? Like once once you've played the rock, oh yeah, there's no neuron activation needed. Either either you hit oh, a yeah. scissor or you hit a paper. Like isn't isn't that? Oh, I agree with that. Isn't the whole idea behind force multipliers that you make that decision at the equipment terminal? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I agree. Like, like at that, I'm that playing devil's advocate, right by the way, because I basically agree with you. But go on. Yeah, no, no, no. Fair enough. I no. This again. This is why I like our conversations, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, um. Yeah. No. I like. You know that decision to pull something. I agree. Like you know, should like that's the neuron activate. Like you're looking at a fight. Like okay, maybe I should pull an AP tank. Or maybe I should pull a Skyguard, or maybe I should right. pull an Air to Air Reaper to deal with that bash, whatever. But um, um, a max suit to me, like to me, there's not much neuron neuron activation there if you're an infantry fight. You see a doorway with a bunch of infantry in there, you're like, okay, I can just pull this thing and do instantly well in it. Mm -hmm. um, it takes in like. I don't think a max suit or anything for that matter should be balanced around the idea of okay, if you pull this thing. You're going to do well in it because it doesn't take that much critical gameplay thinking to do well with. Like you mm -hmm. can't give something that much power, in my opinion, and then set the skill floor so low to the point where it's an instant win. There needs to mm. be at least some degree of some degree of an ability to play it. Like there needs you need to be able to play well to make it work. It needs to be situational. It needs to be. It needs to have some degree of cat like trade to make it work. I think you can't, you can't like, so you give to yeah. get that kind of idea. Mm. And what is a, like, a max if give I'm up? A, they they can't capture points. What what else can yeah. a max not do? Can't get in a lot of vehicles, right? Sorry, what was that? I'm asking myself, what does a max give up in order to get what it is like? What what is the trade off of pulling a max? It's, it's not really much, really. Besides slightly slower movement speed and the ability to under undeploy. Okay. To not redeploy. Sorry. Yeah. Wait. So maxes can't redeploy. No. Uh, oh, once you, hit U, you lose you the max. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. 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 Yeah. I, I've yeah. I've actually on on my my current main I've never loaded up a max suit so I don't. Ooh, respectable, my friend. Respectable. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually terrible. Like I, this is a separate conversation, probably. But I, uh, I, I have so much enjoyed light assault play style of Planet Side Two that I've barely touched most of the rest of it. And yeah, since Osher is released, I've actually tried a bunch more different stuff, and it's it's, yeah, it's funny. But the way the way you're describing going from playing say an infantry class to going to play a max is yeah. also describes the way that i feel when i go from playing light assault to playing heavy assault yeah of course because i feel like yeah. i can play the game without activating my neurons like i can just yeah press over shield it's, it's, heads, rather than actually yeah, yeah, yeah. use my brain and position and and speed and yeah. outplay people i can just out out tank them yeah out shoot yeah and i, I... Yeah, I could agree with that. I think the big difference there for me is that with that 
decision you're making there. You're you're choosing to activate a certain play style that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily. I don't think it's necessarily in that situation because you can. It's because you the situation may very well encourage you to do something differently, right? Yeah, yeah. Like for example, yeah. like what happens a lot of times is as, as a light assault main is hmm. there'll be fights where every single light assault angle is locked down. There'll be yeah. you know snipers out on the rocks, which I fucking hate, by the way. Um, you know, the, 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 the hash guy on the ridge, uh-huh. air to ground, all these things shut down. Like they, they particularly punish people who play light assault because without the ability to flank, um, we're yep. just we're just heavy assaults with with small magazines and no overshield. Yeah, which which means that you know you're you're encouraged to play a different way, not because you can, but because that's what the situation presents to you, right? Right. Right. Yeah, and I've been to trying to play the, the game suit. more in like that that rock paper scissors style. Like, oh, like what? How can I actually make a difference here instead of just yeah. trying to make work the thing that I that I feel like is the part of me that exists in Planet Side? Yeah, and to me, and to me, the the reason that we choose these different classes in the mm-hmm. game between infiltrator, heavy assault light assaults, you know, combat medic engineer, we, we have those reasons that we pick those classes for those particular situations. I guess the reason I posit that the max suit's a problem right now is because there's not a lot of decision-making behind pulling one of those right now in 99% of fights yeah. outside of the reason of because I can. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just pull one, you go and get some kills, you, you, may, you may end up taking the base back by proximity of your allies moving in behind you. It's just you you can because you can and yeah. That's yeah. that's sort of why that's sort of where I sit with yeah. it as a result of that. Like there's not there's no decision making there other than because I can. I feel yeah. I really do. I'm also smiling mm. because Lex just just pointed out something in the chat that is very true and made maybe made me laugh. Don't, Don't forget, forget the D doesn't know any of the base layouts because he's so used to just avoiding all of it. True. <laughs> fucking true that's what i love about light assault i don't have to learn directions to go anywhere i'm always just god forbid i get to an underground base i'm i get i I, and i have to learn the layout that's the nightmare for me it took me months to to figure out my my way around uh uh, containment sites (laughs) yeah just just in the like doorways i hardly know her I'm going to go on this roof instead. <laughs> yeah, I prefer a tech plant where I just like point my, my, my map in the direction of where I want to go and jump just take care of the rest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go, go, yeah. Love to say it. You love to say it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so Max Suits, like what, what can we do about this? Um, how can we strike a better balance? I, I guess for me, it's like, again, it's about, at least creating some degree of an investment to the reward of pulling one and you know what should it ensuring be? Like, that let's let's theory craft for a minute let's be specific so my my posited solutions were mm-hmm. increase the nanite cost to 650 nanites which i admit after talking to a few people might be a little steep maybe 600 what's the current is it 450 450 okay same as an mbt and the cap is or a liberator i believe yeah correct okay so 650, 600 maybe would be a nice middle ground, I think. Mm-hmm. I also posited the solution potentially because a lot of people brought up like the whole like, you know, oh, what about AV? What about AA? And I'm like, well, in the current state, you could look at the stats um, that so Verunda, for example, has on his API. Um, like 
a, a grand total of like 89% of all max kills in the last, since September, I think, have been with infantry weapons. Mm. Um, and then like none of them have been like, you know, to, so to vehicles. So kills, like, kills that maxes are executing or kills against maxes? Kills that maxes are executing. Got it. Uh, yeah, so they're they're overwhelmingly used to fight infantry, not to. Correct. Yeah. So I hear a lot of people like posit the argument of, oh, what about this sort of like you know, what about this sort of you know, playstyle? I'm like, well, you need to balance from the position of the most affecting playstyle. I feel not mm -hmm. for the not for the you can't like I I don't like the argument of let's not fix this for the 4% of players that use it this way. That's not how you fix a problem. You, you mm -hmm. deal with the big problem and then you balance other things around the new cost and make it worth their while in their own right, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah, we need, we need, in my opinion, nanite cost should be increased to, or to warrant the cost. But I also posited that if you're wearing anti-infantry weaponry the cost of the max suit goes up retroactively alongside that so if you mount like two ai weapons it's like you know 100 nanites per piece or something like that oh now we're getting into nanites for weapons this is exciting yeah yeah i know i know that's what um, i was starting with, but, with shotguns a little while ago yeah exactly but like you know to me like that could be an answer but obviously when you've got nanite uh nanites being monetized it's hard to balance around that so the big one for me is a hundred percent timers there needs to be a timer on a max suit i think sure um to, to me i think i i posited a 15 minute timer which means it, your absolute worst and that's and that's to clarify timer on death not timer from pull mm -hmm. um so if you've had a good run and you've lasted 15 minutes doesn't mean you get to pull another one you, you, you're done for that time and it means that oh so it has like an enforced cooldown that begins when you die Correct. It's like an it's ultimate harsh, ability brother. per se in a game. That's harsh, um, brother. What do you think? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I know it is harsh, but Oof. I do kind of stand by medicine. it. That's some tough medicine. Thinking about I, that. I think if you're rewarded, if you, if you have a good max run, you know that should be it for a while. You've done, you've, you've done your part. You've had your fun. But what if you're trying to get good with the max? What if you're generally not a good player? And you're really trying to learn your way around. You have to swap between two different playstyles like half the time. Like, isn't that jarring? Isn't that a bad experience for someone who's sort of new and maybe doesn't even understand why this has a timer yeah. and everything else doesn't? Could be, um, but I still I still stand by the idea that you know not everyone is going to be good out of the gates and. Mm -hmm. If you take the time to learn and you take the time, so say you die in a max suit and you're like, okay, clearly this, this thing has an anti cost. Clearly it's different to everything else that's in the game right now. Um, it's going to take some time to learn. It's going to take some time to like, you know, get a handle of its, of its, of its game design and of its, of its balance and stuff like that. Um, you know, if people understand what the reward of a max suit could be, which there's plenty of gameplay footage on YouTube cataloging that. Yeah. Then they'll. Then I think people will want to learn to eventually, you know, build up that confidence and sort of like it's a, it's all about skill progression. I think, and if you reward skill progression as opposed to just giving people the win straight away, I think I think that's a more rewarding experience personally. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it is it is to a certain demographic of people who have the time to do so. I understand that too. Um, yeah, and that's that that brings me to like a. Here's here's a truth that that when I learned it, made me want to reframe mm. the way I see. Basically, anyone, anytime people like us sit down to talk about games like Planet Side, and it's the eighty fifteen, the eighty fifteen five rule, or is it eighty twenty five? Eighty twenty five rule. Are you have you heard of this? Eighty, eighty twenty five. I think I have. Yeah, go on. It's basically the idea that if you make a video game, eighty percent of the people who play it will never, ever engage with media or discussion about of the game outside the game ever 80% yep. that leaves 20% yep. the 20% are the engagers they're the people who watch the youtube videos who talk on the forums and of that slice it's the only a slice about the size of 5% who actually bother mm -hmm. to write the comment to make the video who are actually uh, contributing to the yeah. conversation who as opposed to just passively receiving it and that yeah. so much of what we do, you you do, is you're the five percent talking to the twenty percent. But there's yeah. this eighty percent juggernaut out there that's playing the mm. game the way they want to, and they don't even hear this conversation. They don't even contribute no. to it. They contribute to the conversation by being in the game and making the decisions that they make. And yeah. we don't get to talk to them except with at the other no. end of a gun. And yeah. Even so, sometimes when I see a game like Planet Side and I see a problem like this, where the yeah. community seems to be pretty close to a consensus that mm -hmm. anti infantry maxes are a problem that need to be rate limited in some way. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't happen. Why? Why doesn't it happen? And the only logical, there, there are two answers. One is lazy developer, which I think is almost never a useful almost never a useful no. way of seeing a problem. I'm sure it's true sometimes. Great. This time, I don't think it yeah. is. The other one is I there's something that, that the community doesn't know about the way the 80% play the game. And that mm -hmm. is not getting included in the discussion. Yeah. There's some important quality that, could, that gets compromised by putting a rate limiter on. And... Um, I think with planet side, it's pretty easy to explain it. If, if I try to put myself into the the mindset of the the non engagers, the passive gamers, the weekend mm. warriors who aren't listening to podcasts mm. or, or going to Reddit, yeah. And it's that when they sit down, they know what they they know what they want to play and they want to play it. And mm -hmm. it's a big risk to take someone who's already going to be not perhaps not very good at the game perhaps not highly invested, not availing themselves yeah. of resources about how to, you know, manage their mouse input, um, how to maximize their frame rate, how to, you know, turn off shadows, do all the stuff that a lot of people do playing Planet Side to get the best out of it. And they're already at yep. a massive disadvantage because of that, because they're not taking advantage of the community hive mind. Yep. And this is a fully PvP game. If they're not playing with the gods on the field, they're not playing with anyone. Like there's no other yeah. game available. Um, there's no newbie server. Yeah. No. So no, what do these not. people do? Well, they have their they have their their force multipliers, and they can hop into a max suit twenty four seven. Yeah. 
And this is the apologistic argument that I can create in my head to explain the reality that I see. I don't know if it's yeah. true. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, like... I definitely... I, I can understand that side of things. And I... I, I a few years ago fell on that uh, fell on that sort of you know side of the argument too. I was very much apologetic to the Maxum main who mm. wanted to casually jump in, get some kills after a long hard day at work, and then you know has to go look after the kids for a few hours because sure. you know whatever. There, and I get there are ten that. kids there and their five jobs, right? Correct. And there needs to be a space for, like, I agree that there needs to be a space for the casual gamer to enjoy the game. Most other games out there allow for that. You've got casual lobbies, you've got casual servers, stuff like mm -hmm. that, um, where PlanetSide is very unique in the sense that your competitive-minded people very much mesh with the casual-minded people. Mm -hmm. um, that is a problem I don't think you're ever going to fix with PlanetSide. And it's why I think we develop such stark contrasts in the community as a result of that. Um, and isn't it interesting that we can have a casual engaged community and a hardcore engaged community? Because everyone you talk to on the, on, on the forums about and, and who are, who are going to defend the max suit use, who are going to defend, you know, hash spam or whatever it is, they're actually on the more engaged side of the spectrum. They're one yeah, of the, the, the lean in types, not the lean back yeah. types, which I think is the way we usually look at it. I, I, saw, I saw it all through my max suit video. When, uh -huh. I, when I made that video, it was unbelievable the the mix of discussion I saw. Oh, really? And the mix of unbelievable. It is my it is my most disliked video to this day. Holy shit, uh, man! Wow. But it's also it's 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 not like it's eighty percent up liked, but it's also one of my most disliked videos. Twenty percent is a lot. Yeah. So For to give context, like it has. It has around a hundred. It has five hundred and twenty-seven upvotes and a hundred and something dislikes. Ooh, like it's it's brutal. That that doesn't affect its algorithm. It, in fact, it helps the algorithm because YouTube yeah. sees it as a controversial and a thumbs down video, is still an engagement. Exactly in the <laughs> in the eyes of YouTube, it's good. But okay. yeah, I see it. I, I see the different sides of the community, and I I sing, I I very much so pissed off that side of the community with that video wholeheartedly. I saw it, and. It's it's especially tough in a game like this that doesn't have a lot of population left to go around. Let's be real, it yep. doesn't. Yep. When you when you take that play style and you do change it um, so fundamentally, um, then obviously you know you have a you have a, a portion of the audience that who aren't going to be interesting in adapting and, in, and enjoying that. Uh, enjoying that new play style because mm -hmm. well it's gone now um you can't sit in a max suit all day and main it 24 7 the thing i the, the 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 question i always posit with that sort of thing though is what percentage of that player but what percentage of your player base there is engaging in that style of gameplay mm -hmm. and i think there's api stats out there that can help us come to that decision mm -hmm. um and then what is the negative effect on the game flow and the gameplay, or just the effect in general, not even negative. What effect does it have on the game? Is it for the better? Is it for the worse? And if you were to change it, what would the flow on effect be? 
naturally mm-hmm. speaking. Is the pain would your players adapt? Exactly. Would your players adapt? Because it they, would be would they... hurtful to people. It would. It would hurt. It would definitely like obviously if you in, if you put into if you put into effect these 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 changes, you would certainly have some players who would enjoy the game less. Um, but you would also have other players who would enjoy the game more. Here's a um, clarifying question. Put yourself in the shoes of the 20% of people who saw your video and did this. Mm-hmm. What is it they want from a Mac suit, in your opinion? I think it's, it's honestly... Um, A lot of I did see a lot of people use the argument of it's a new player crutch for one, like it's a, it's a crutch for a new player to get into and enjoy, right? And to make to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people see it as a as a tool to use to break stalemates, which yeah, be to a lot of fights. You can sort of yeah, I think sort you of I arguably yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. It depends but... on the base. Yeah, it's I see I see a lot of arguments mainly for the casual side of the community and for, you know, and for their tactical weight, mm-hmm. which to me, I think the weight would be even ever more present if there was more, if there was, if there was more risk to them. Mm-hmm. Like I feel as though when you saw one of these things and to me, another answer would be complete. Like the, the the solutions I posited in that video were very much designed to be fixes until we can look at the functionality of a Mac suit in the future more so. Like personally, I'd like to see them maybe become yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, for me, a tank, like a more of a tanky role, like you know, designed to absorb a lot of damage, take a lot of the fire, and you know, act yeah. as a bulwark. I've heard this suggestion a lot. Like that. I t- I'm sympathetic yeah, with like that. that. The idea that they're not there to deal damage they're yeah, there exactly to they're, there to... they're a tank like yeah, in the rpg the sense of the term tank yeah yeah let let the uh, let the heavy assaults in your light assaults and even like you know your more experienced other classes deal the damage and then let the let the max suit be the bulwark they move up behind yeah, and stuff like a that. defensive I'm, tool I'm, a soaking tool yeah i'm i'm also really sympathetic to that potential route as well um and that way they are reliant them. on other people to do the damage and correct they're correct. more complementary in the same way that like uh, an engineer is reliant on having a, uh, a vehicle or something to repair nearby in order to get the most value out of it or a medic is reliant on having teammates to get the most value out of it yep correct like and you know there are there are ways to play these classes that are you know, in some way, shape, or form, like a light assault, as you, I'm sure you would know, is reliant on having a base to turn into a playground. Yeah. Um, you know, a heavy assault is reliant on uh, having, oh, excuse me. I'm good. Um, a heavy assault is reliant on having, you know, especially in the, in the higher end skill echelon part yeah. of the community, having multiple targets to chain kill to keep the adrenaline shield and assimilate going to roll over that sort of stuff. Like, there's a lot mm-hmm. of reliances there to make the most of your class. I think the max suit, if it was to become more of a tanky role and supportive in that sense, that could be an answer. Eliminate the damage. It means that the players who, you know, come across a max suit aren't going to be instantly one tapped by it because mm-hmm. new players on the returning end of that 
also aren't going to know what a max suit is. They're going to get murdered by this death machine that you know, has mm-hmm. double the HP they do, two weapons and one frames them like that. That's also potentially not healthy to the new player experience either by a certain mm-hmm. argument. So yeah, it's it's really sort of, it's a strange balance to find. And I, I hear the arguments on both sides all the time. Um, the very design of the max suit creates unique problems that yeah. have been seeded in the game for eight years now yeah yeah it all goes back to higby the problems of and the max suit and <laughs> the max suit which is the the thing that breaks all the rules and the problems of the third faction which creates mm-hmm. oh so much drama so so much drama kami i need a quick break it, don't we? we take five i go on take five all right we'll be right back folks all good I'm right back. I'm, it's me, Dig, here with Kamikaze78. Wow. Wow. We just talked all about max suits. Here's mm, fun times. a crazy metaphor. I want to bounce off of you, Kami, and everyone listening, especially the live folks. Mm. We're talking all about maxes and how it's like the thing that breaks all the rules. It's kind of like, like the, the knight of, of the chessboard. Right, it's a piece yep. that doesn't do what other pieces do. It's very strange. It breaks mm-hmm. rules, and yeah. it's kind of a wild card in that sense. Maybe a problem, maybe a solution. Hard to say sometimes. Yeah. Um. And one way to fix the way the game plays is to change the pieces, but another way is to change the board. And recently, yep. we saw the introduction of PlanetSide's very first open like big scale planet side continent in since Hassan. Yeah. Which was in what 2015, something like that? Yeah. When was when was 16? Hassan. I think it was 2014 or 15. Anyway, a long ass yeah, time. Good Lord. A long ass time. And Osher long, long ass time. is polarizing, as was the the, the title of your Osher video. Yes, and sir. Yes, I'm going to ask you what you think about Osher, but I want you to think, I want to do so with this context in mind. Yeah. Because I have a sense, I'm developing a sense that I'm still having a hard time ver- verbalizing, that there's something um, about the way that Osher changes planet side that starts yep. to address these arms combining problems mm-hmm. in a systematic way that gives answers to people who want big planet side, perhaps yep. a little more than people who want little planet side. Yeah. But what do you think about Oshirkami? Give it to us straight. I, sorry? Give it to us straight. Yeah, I, I agree with you that the baseline design of Osha does seem to fit big planet side more. Um, which I think minus some, some, some glaring problems that I think we see with, uh, certain aspects of the game, some certain aspects of battle flow, some of the base design, it does a pretty good job of doing like on OSHA. I've noticed a lot of back and forth fighting over fields with armor, air, sometimes construction yeah. to its own health or detriment to the game, having an impact as well. 
Um, and that open field stuff feels way different somehow compared to the other I, continents. I agree. And I've actually been really enjoying that side of the game again. Like, I, I quite like the open field fighting. Um, you know, I like fighting in different environments over and over again. I like having different, you know, natural cover and different different rock formations and stuff like that to play around in. Yeah. Um, and Shout out to yeah, Pommel Gardens. That's a fun one. Pommel Gardens is fantastic. I love yeah. that base. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can agree on that one. But yeah, to me, like... Planet like Planet Side 2's big Planet Side or Planet Side as the series, the big Planet Side promise, I think, is satisfied quite well with OSHA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that sense of scale, that sense of armor pushing back and forth, fighting, you know, each other. Like I've seen a lot more armor on armor fighting. Um I think I saw I've a highly uploaded video on the Reddit of someone yeah. just showing a warp gated faction with their infantry literally crawling on the ocean floor. Up to the yeah. beach and they were like, like this is epic and i think yeah. for a lot of veteran yeah. plugged in planet side players they see that and they just feel dread <laughs> because yeah yeah damn is it slow yeah yeah the water mechanics uh are a little bit of fun as well but you know i i think osha gets that right at the very least um i think it's got like i i like that it's doing something different i didn't want to see another hosen i didn't mm-hmm. want to see another Amrish. I didn't want to see another Indar. I didn't want to see another Estimia. I wanted something new because to me, each continent does sort of appease to different people. It, 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 it tries different things. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I know a lot of people will say that, you know, one continent is objectively better than the other. I don't necessarily think every continent needs to be, I don't think every continent needs to be everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. I do think every continent needs to have room for every play style to engage in some meaningful way. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean it needs to be a favorite. Like favorites, you can't win every favorite, essentially. Hossen, I know in particular, very much gives the infantry players a lot more domains to engage in yeah. and do so with a lot of enjoyment. Yeah. Vehicle players can have some fun there, but it's it's much more It's a limited, lot more locked down for vehicle players in terms of where you can go, what you can do, angles you can get. Correct, exactly. And like Indar is a bit more open, Esamir arguably a bit more open in some places. And you know, you've got containment sites and stuff like that, which you know, some level hate depending on yeah, who you ask. Yeah. Um, Amorish as well. Like, I think you know, even plays a bit more into the air game with the mountainous region and being able to like break sight lines and stuff like that. So, OSHA very much does appease to your big planet side gangs a lot more. And the new spawn system, I think, very much encourages a lot of zerging down lanes and stuff like that, which is a different kettle of fish, essentially. Can you help but... me understand exactly what's different about the spawn system, other than the fact that timers are generally longer? Timers are generally longer, which I'm not a huge fan of myself, but I think as uh-huh. well there's changes to the logic in which how you can how far you can redeploy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um across the continent. At least I think that I need to do I've I've been I've been away a week, so I'm slowly i'm slowly getting myself back into the sort of the 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 the, the niche of it and understanding what what's going on here yeah i know it got changed again recently a little bit yeah, what i, I what i heard about it is that is it it was rolled back to a version of the spawn system that existed at back in like i think 2019 something like that um, maybe maybe and and that but the way i've heard rel describe what the system was like before this change was 
the spawn priority system. And this is not mm -hmm. that. This is something that preceded the spawn priority system. Yeah, but, yeah. Which is very jarring considering we've been playing this one for the last two years, but obviously, you know, making changes, making changes and seeing what okay. works. Um, anyway, yeah, I've, I've yet to build more of a, my, my initial thoughts. You don't have a strong opinion about system. it yet. It sounds like, but you don't like the spawn. I, 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 I had a strong opinion on the, uh, I, I had a strong opinion on the, the timers when they first launched in the way they did. I hated them. Um, mm -hmm. but, I think I'm I the know, only person in the Kamasa community that likes the longer timers. You, you and I, I know, I know where you sit on it, which is very interesting to me. I think um, I'm the only person that thinks this. At least, the only person who's willing to say it out loud. Yeah. I am such a fucking <laughs> boomer when it comes to Planet Side, man. I just remember Planet Side yeah. One, and I remember like if you wanted to go anywhere, man, you were basically yeah. getting in a vehicle. Like, fuck you, get in a vehicle. Yeah. Like, there's no, or you know, yeah. Or, or uh, there was the, the, this 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 mechanic <laughs> called heart drops, which is kind of like a multi-step pain in the ass, like four times an hour, uh, instant action. Um, oh. But mobility was was so much less, and I I have the hardest time. I've had this feeling, and I, I feel terrible about this. But when when I hear people complaining that they're not able to double click on the base they want to go to on the map and just arrive there, I'm like, I'm like. Damn, you're so privileged. <laughs> you and your spawn access. Back in my day, why back, back in, in my, my day, day I'll have you know, yeah. I had to go, you know, I had to put on my infantry boots and go five miles through the, the snow of Sarishan <laughs> and cross those those terrible fucking bridges. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I, I can back this up a little bit, a tiny bit, because... Yeah. All I could say For is I wouldn't me, have survived in, in that day and age. I would not have survived one bit. <laughs> bro, the game was so it was so wildly different. And and, and on so many mm. fundamental levels. Like yeah. it was pre-social media. It was a subscription game. No Jeez. one had computers. Yeah. Not a lot of people had internet at the time. It's a, everything about it was so wildly different. Mm. Um it's how, you can't really compare apples to apples when it comes to Planet Side One and Two. Sure. But for me, I enjoy the slower pace. And part of that is because whenever I play it, for the most part, I'm streaming. So I'm usually engaging mm. with people. So if I have to wait to spawn, it's not that painful. It's an opportunity to like take a breath, grab a drink, say read chat, yeah. stuff like that. So that's that's a selfish yeah. thing. But also, um I just my ADHD brain, sometimes when my access to action, my access to gratification is so fast. I get my I, I spiral into these negative hate spirals so quickly. Like uh -huh. I'll die badly uh -huh. a couple times and I'll just be like, oh, I'm just gonna get that asshole. I'll just like fucking I, I won't try to be like, well, hey, wait a second. What should I do differently? I'll just like clench my mouse harder. Like yeah. that's actually gonna, you know, make it go better this time. Or yeah, or I'll yeah. or I'll, I'll create a narrative in my head about the person who killed me is the worst person ever, you know. And probably we, we, all, we all know the tighter you grip your mouse, the better you are. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that, that that's yeah. that's writ. Um, mm -hmm. So I like when when I have found that when the game pushes me to slow down, as it has with Osher, because I don't have as much access to go where I want to go, and because the spawn times are longer, I find myself being forced to be like, oh, well, I actually have five to ten seconds to make a different decision. Um, yep. and maybe there's something about that that's not just good for me, but good for everyone. 
But then again, maybe yeah. I'm just maybe I'm just being selfish there. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's understandable. The, the, the one of the biggest pain points I think I have with OSHA and the spawn system, I think in general at the, at the moment, um, has very much been like uh, there's been a few occasions where I've seen I've seen fights um, sort of taking place sort of nearby me, give or take, but I can't get there. Mm-hmm. And they're 48 to 96 aside, or even like 24 to 48 aside, dead 50 50. Like, mm-hmm. I can't get there. I want to enjoy that fight. I want to go hang out there. That, that yeah. looks like fun. And like, even like the, one of the bases I've wanted to fight at over and over again, but have never had the opportunity to truly enjoy is Century Mining Operation on Ocean. Yeah. That base looks amazing. And, and I have fought there a little bit and mm-hmm. I have like, you know, some thoughts on how it could be improved a bit, but uh, it's, it's one base I wanted to go to so much more often. I couldn't get there. The uh-huh. spawn system wouldn't let me, and what oh, what I'm what I'm seeing, you know, sad, <laughs> sad sad boy vibes over here. Uh, <laughs> but no. So what like, did you do? One of the issues one of the issues I take with it as a result of that is that you see a lot of these zergs pushing down lanes un- unattested for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I see mm-hmm. it. I see it a lot. Um, this is the main critique I've heard about the spawn stuff. So yeah, it, yeah. It, go ahead. And another critique I sort of have about the continent in general as well has been very much like, okay, it, it sort of tries to cultivate big planet side. It tries okay. to cultivate these, these bigger planet side engagements, which it does in the open field environments. Mm. But as soon as one of these Zergs crashes into a base or crashes into, let's say, an interlink facility or right. a Trident relay, mm-hmm. the scale of the bases doesn't always accommodate that too well in my opinion mm. bases like, feel very full very fast they do and it's the same assets that we've had for years um like same buildings for the most part there's been some new stuff added fantastic but there's yeah. quite a lot of powerhouses triple stacks l building exactly it's um a lot of those you, you see you see these these big zergs crash into these bases and quite often not they've Got a lot of force multipliers attached to them, vehicles, aircraft, stuff like that, because mm-hmm. they've they've built they've, they've those force multipliers have been pulled for the for the use of countering other force multipliers, which is excellent. That's that's planet side at its best, in my opinion. When you have these force multipliers crashing into each other, you've got this big open field fight. Mm-hmm. The combined arms nature of the game is starting to make a bit more sense. Yeah, but when it crashes into these facilities that don't accommodate that too well. I find that we run into the problem of the bases. Again, they fill very fast and they get congested very fast. The flow of combat sort of grinds to a halt. Um, Are there any particularly egregious ones you can think of? To me, it's actually the interlinks and the tridents. Um, Mm. Mm -hmm. Like both of those bases to me, I think are really enjoyable at one to 12, even 12 to 24 size fights Mm -hmm. because there's enough room for the players to move. There's enough room for firing lines to be established. There's enough room Mm -hmm. for, for, for combat to flow. But as soon as one of these big forces that the continent sort of culminates and pulls together, it sort of stops flowing in a way. Mm -hmm. It gets clogged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it unfortunately gets clogged a lot at spawn rooms. Um, I've seen that a lot which, with the Tridents in particular. The the speed with which, so. which with, I have 
and all the time I spent in Trident's, which I try to go to when, when I can because they're interesting. Yeah. And there's yeah. a bunch of them, and I'm like, I want to learn them. Um, I feel like I've spent maybe five to ten percent of my time fighting over points, and the rest of yeah. that, um, fighting over uh, access from the roof, so coming inside, and the vast majority of it sitting either just inside of or or just outside of spawn shields. Mm. And I think that there's something about planet side when it comes down to being on on either side of a spawn shield. That yeah. that I don't think anyone anyone really likes that. No, and I think it's also detrimental to the new player experience. No one like if if the veterans aren't going to like it, they're just going to redeploy out. A new player's yeah. not going to know to do that. So what do you do yeah. about that? Because I look at I look at like the, the containment sites, and they seem like an answer to the problem of how do you have an indoor space that doesn't end up with spawn camping? Because it, it, yeah, because the the distance, the leg distance from the the top of that base to the deepest point them to the spawns is horrendous and the amount of time that those fights end up with the spawns getting camped is not super high as a result and maybe that's good mm. but was that that way of addressing that good yeah yeah it's like again we're sort of going back down to the pain versus the reward aspect mm -hmm. like how often do you see containment sites get captured in a 50 50 fight mm -hmm. which is arguably the healthiest style of fight Mm -hmm. um so yeah by virtue the base design there kind of encourages you to overpop and kind of lead to spawn camping to ensure that victory this game um, is so complicated bro it really is dude and like what we have here is the base design of this of these facilities you know, inciting potentially yeah tridents and even mm -hmm. interlinks you know they, they it's just all about you know like they 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 invite good combat and good fun. The base design at its core is symmetrical. It, it feels fun to fight in mm -hmm. until you throw in that excess amount of pop that the continent encourages via its big planet side approach. So you've mm -hmm. got like this sort of really awkward to fix, you know, back and forth um, that leaves, I think your infantry players in particular with a lot to be desired about the continent. Mm -hmm. They, they, mm -hmm. they wish they wish for more yes um, yes i think if your goal when you plus don't play planet side is to sit in a heavy assault or you know medic or infiltrator light assault whatever it is yeah. i think it's it's very hard to stay in that mode the whole time i agree because you'll find yourself having to spawn in an elysium spawn tube in some random open field construction site hex and yeah. Maybe you can tolerate slowly creeping along as a heavy assault or find an angle to, you know, be that 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 infiltrator in the rocks that I fucking hate. Um, but maybe you just get rolled over. Maybe the thing you have to really do is jump in some guy's mag rider, or maybe you need to try to yeah. try to to hail Mary a Sunderer a little further up the field for your faction, or come in and support yeah. with with some air to ground, or um, try to help refill the silo in an ant like. I have found that that call to jump out of my infantry boots and get into those experiences has really opened up the game for me, and it's been like, yeah, and oh my god, like this is this is planet side, like in the yeah. the the lame way we all invoke what is planet side for me. Um, I think that uh, not having my not having my my play style of choice be catered to so much. 
and yeah. ha- that that I that I can always sit in it. And yeah. I don't blame a lot of people who are used to maining infantry being uncomfortable mm-hmm. here because you it, you can yeah. you can't really main infantry on Osher, not really. Yeah. I, I, I 100% agree because yeah I'm I'm the same like I'm I'm an infantry guy always have been I like dabbling in other stuff but I don't a lot of the time because I'm just doing other things and it just feels more natural for me to be on the ground as an infantry player but you know I can see why you know the idea of jumping into a tank or jumping in as a gunner or whatever is probably going to be a little bit more encouraged on OSHA I, I also understand that the infantry players who enjoy um who who don't enjoy that style of gameplay are going to feel lost here too. So like, you know, it's, it's such a, as soon, like I, I said this in my, I said this in my OSHA video, when you uh-huh. cater to a certain portion of the pie, you immediately take from another. Um, like there's, yeah. Yeah. there's only, the, the, you, when you have an eight by eight kilometer map to work with and you need to design bases and experiences on it, because that's what you're essentially doing when you design a map like this. You're designing an experience that mm-hmm. this, that, that it's going to cultivate. Um, it, it was very clear that the continent took a slice of that infantry gameplay-centric pie and shifted it towards big planet side quite a bit, um, mm-hmm. which is something we haven't seen a whole lot, I think. I feel the need to be devil's advocate again here. Go on. Because... Aren't there already great continents for infantry players? Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Like Hassan is said, one that everyone throws up. You mentioned it earlier. Ha- yeah. Hassan, I, I agree. And I, 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 I remember making that point as well that, you know, there needs to be that when you have an ecosystem of experiences in the game and maps don't cater to that previously, you probably need to create a map that does cater to the experiences that are left to be desired currently. Mm-hmm. It's just going to create a thorn in the backside to the other players who are so interested in that other style of gameplay. One hundred percent, I agree with you. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, who is who do you think Amrish is for? What does that continent do well in your mind? <sighs> Try to create some comparisons Amrish... for Osher. You know, you see what I'm doing? Uh, yeah, Amrish is weird. Amrish is very weird to me. Can I describe the experience I had the, like a couple nights in a row on Amrish and see if it matches up with, with what you think? I think I know exactly where you're going with this, but go on. Well, maybe, maybe you too. Um, so Amrish is like the most visually exciting continent to me because the crazy changes in elevation, the mountains, yep. it's very exciting looking if you're just looking at it from like a, whoa, this is cool terrain. This would be fun to play around with. That terrain creates a lot of, a lot of weird bottlenecks and a lot of um, real channels that that force people down into certain lines that everyone except for air are a victim to. Mm-hmm. So the experience that I've had for a couple nights in a row in Amrish was going in as a solo player. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to take the Osher mindset with me. I'm not sticking to one play style and white knuckling mm-hmm. to make it work. I'm trying to be like, oh, what does this call for? What does this call for? And every single fight on Amrish, just except for maybe the ascent, falls over in like three minutes. And there's yep. no actual fight that I can take a bite out of. I get maybe one spawn in, and then yep. some guy at an angle I didn't anticipate gets me, and then I run back, and then the fight's over. And yep. there seems to be this dynamic where the power of outfits um, and coordination on Amrish 
is overstated compared to some of the other continents. This is anecdotal experience. I could be wrong about this. And it feels like no. it's a continent for for the for the outfit players and not much for the solo planet side players a lot of the time. I yeah, I I do see a lot of examples of landsliding on Osha, uh, sorry, on Amorish. Um yeah. but there are so, there are also some bases I see flow really stagnated as well like uh Kawadi Mountain Complex for one gets really mm. bad a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you've got things like um there's another one just to its south i forget the name i was fighting there today it'll come to me eventually um you know even the ascent struggles under 96 plus fights i think we've all been there late night ascent gameplay top tier stuff Um, oh man i hate i hate three-sided the ascent it seems like it should be so fun but it ain't it's really not it's not a good time at all um We've got like, you know, trying to think about the bases now off the top of my head, but I forget. But yeah, you're right. Like there's a lot of angles on on on, on, on Hossin. Oh my God, I'm having a field day today. Amorish. Amorish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A L- lot of angles to enjoy on there. And it does cater as a result a lot to your outfits and stuff like that. And your your, your players who prefer to play in that more of a tactical, like well, tactical mindset once again. But... I don't like to use that word. It's used. It's used too much. It's abused. I agree. I agree. Um, the, the more, the more, the more outfit oriented play that's larger scale, you do see a lot yeah, people of people who are trying having... to color in the map with their friends, and they're doing Correct. it in like, um, but they're not like like rolling around in tank columns. They're like, no, like let's put the spawn beacon here. Okay, everyone redeploy now. Okay, we're gonna load up in a Valkyrie. We're gonna load up in a Harass. We're gonna we're gonna get a Sunderer yeah. in position, and the the map just colors in so fast. And it's like yeah. as yeah. as a as a redeploying instant actioning player trying to like you know find a I'm okay. I'm gonna play heavy assault here. Oh, I'm gonna play medic here. Um, yeah, it feels like I'm just I'm ping ponged around the whole time. It's not for me. Yeah, and. Like even your bases like um Crux headquarters, um, there's also mm-hmm. the big one off to the west, uh, east. Um oh my god. I forget the name of it. It's got like the it's the base with like the big bridge that goes across underground section, four capture points. Again, a base that requires a lot of Yeah, I know you're talking uh, about. I'm terrible with the name yeah. names though. Yeah, yeah, me too at the moment. Coordination, stuff like that, like that all like that that sense of coordination, that sense of, you know, a need to work together is very prevalent on Amorish, I feel. Yeah. Um, and how base... could the how could the need for team play be seen as a bad thing? No, and I agree. Like, you know, at the end of the day, team play and a need to work together, I think, is a great time. Like, you know, uh-huh. when, when you have two pe- when you have two sides actively working with each other. Oh, sorry, when you have two sides of people in their own courts actively working with each other to fight oh, okay. one another out this of is a whole field. other 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 discussion we can get into <laughs> yeah, exactly. no no, no. Uh, yeah, i am yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm i'm more thinking about like I'm someone looking at someone here. someone looking at me and and then hearing about my armor experiencing deeg you're a fucking yeah. idiot you should have been playing with a platoon mm. you know like yeah that that's a valid retort like why am i not playing with a platoon yeah yeah and i i get that a lot too um what do you think about i I get i get like the argument of you should have been playing with people it's like i get that like the argument of i I hear the argument of the game is fun with friends well 
every game is fun with friends. Come it's on. the friends that are fun. The game is incidental. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like at the end of the day, like I, I myself, I don't play with squads or platoons a lot nowadays. I don't have time. Um, are you usually streaming when you play? Yeah, normally, or I'm more. I'm, I'm either normally streaming when I play, or I'm recording. And when I'm recording, yeah. I'm in my own mindset. I am. Yeah, very you're trying much... to get something done. Yeah, exactly. Um. So. Yeah, like I, I like you know, playing with friends. You know, play like enjoying time with you know, like the, the argument of you should be playing with a platoon. Like, okay, is it? is it really such a bad thing though to want to enjoy the game as a solo player as well? Exactly. And doesn't yeah. the game make that promise that you can play as a solo player? Exactly. It does. I think, I think every game makes that promise. Every game should make that promise. Well, yeah. I guess, you know, there's exceptions to the rule and they, and they do it on their own merit. Mm -hmm. But you know, the way I look at it, at the end of the day, this is a first person shooter game and most first person shooter games you can jump into and enjoy by virtue of being able to get in there and shoot some people and have a good yep. day. Yep. Move your character, shoot your gun. Have fun. Exactly. Why exactly. should I have to link up with people? Yeah. Okay, exactly. so that that's Amrish. We talked about... I, I want to link this back to Osher, but maybe we can really quick like get a one-minute take on what the other continents mm. do well. Um, so we already did Hassan. Hassan has a lot of good... Infantry bases infantry, that are yep. that are pretty well balanced for fights that can take a few minutes to resolve, have some back and forth, and um, yep. that are hard to shit up with vehicles uh, and doing yep. AI stuff. And then that leaves yep. Indar. Yeah, Indar is a very mixed bag. I think Indar is sort of a bit more compartmentalized, actually. Like you oh, sort of got so. You've got sort of like you know you've got the northern area of the map, which is very open sort of a bit more vehicle heavy you yeah. know vehicles have yeah. more freedom of the movement across the map that sort of thing you've got your um you've got your canyons in the south east which are you know a bit more they give they give i guess you know infantry a bit more cover and there's a bit more like there's less flexibility to get angles of armor into bases and stuff like that and then obviously you've got your southwest corner of the map which i think is sort of a combination of the two it's like hilly yeah. but it's it's hilly, but it's still, you know, covered for infantry in some aspects, depending on the base you're looking at. Like, it's really tough. I actually need to quickly go to the bathroom. Bear yeah. with me. I'll yeah, we'll right take a, that's okay. a few minutes. No worries. Yeah. Be right back, folks. Might be long. Hey, I was catching up with chat. Back. Ah, very good. Very good. Yeah. I'm sure they're all getting involved, as they yeah. like to do. Lex with another zinger says, see, just talking about Indar and Deuces Bella movements. <laughs> Lex, playing this game induces bowel movements, man. You know it. Just think of it as a diuretic. It's good for you. Maybe. <laughs> sort of. No, I think it, 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 but diuretics reduce blood pressure. This definitely raises my blood pressure when I play Planet Stars. Oh, yeah. 100%. Bruh, yeah. There's been a few of that lately. Anyway. anyway so Indar yeah, is a bit of a mixed bag. But in, in, in aggregate, yeah. which, which of the arms combined... Ten, what, what what play style is sort of favored there? Is there any that kind of that is uh, ascendant? I don't, I don't know if I can. I, don't know if I can really say there's one that ascends like infantry. Well, you know. I know infantry players hate playing on Indar. Why is that? Yeah, I, obviously because there's yeah. I guess in a lot of the map, 
for the most part like in the most fought areas of the map i guess there's a lot of room for vehicles and especially air i think mm-hmm. to do a lot of damage like base design on Ninda. it's the oldest base design yeah. in the game right yeah i think it is yeah i think so too and there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of bases on that continent that definitely throws in a uh a lot so of flexibility for air to have a lot of time, I think. I feel like Indar is like the the force multiplier anti-infantry continent. Yeah. I feel like that's which that's the like, continent where that playstyle works the best. It is. It Maybe is, which is ironic because it's also one of my second. favorite continents too. Yeah. And I don't even engage in that style of play often. Ugh. Fun times. I don't know. Okay. I I, I wanted to bring to to float those out there because I wanted to use, yep. use it to talk about Osher, what Osher does well. Yep. And um, so like a lot of your comments about snowballing and the way that Zergs tend to kind of get into these channels where they dig these grooves throughout the map. I mean, I've definitely seen multiple times on Osher where like every single fight is somehow 70-30 and how the hell does that happen? And the answer seems to yeah. be, you know, something about the way the lattice is designed and maybe something about the way the spawn system is designed. I think we're a lot more likely to see changes to the spawn system than we are changes to the lattice. Um, I agree. I think we've even I heard Rel say, hey, like, we made this change, but it might change again. So, um, and we, yeah. I think we also yeah, know no. that, like, the beacon change where beacons are instant, I think that's not going to not gonna last very long. So it's like a infantry tryhards, enjoy it while you got it kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, have have the fun while you can. Um, yeah, I think Osha in particular, like what you see with all these seventy thirty fights, is um, a big a big part of that to me is the construction bases, um, mm-hmm. which I think are interesting. There, there are. Yeah, I, I like I like yeah, like the the prevalence of like. Let's remember the one thing here: Osha is the first continent to have released that has had construction in the game to back off of. Um, right. Right. So post construction. Clearly, continent. it was. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just clarifying the post construction continent, the only one. Yeah, correct. So the way I sort of like, I I like. I've always liked having things in the game with meaningful purpose, um, like vehicle, like. We, we, we were talking about Indar then and like, you know, how it's sort of like the most, I guess it's the most combined armsy side of the continent or continent in the game since the game launched, really. Like it's, it's, it's got the most amount of flexibility for armor, generally speaking, and for air, generally speaking, and infantry got some good bases, generally speaking, there too. Like, okay. like the melting pot of planet side. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Okay. Um, but I guess... What OSHA is trying to do a little differently is it's taking that melting pot and trying to give meaningfulness to some sides of the game. So we're talking the construction system. There's actually like the bases for construction can't be avoided. So fights have to take yeah. place there. Players have to fortify They're centrally them, stuff like placed. that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, armor needs to punch through these construction bases to capture them. Um, so it gives armor something meaningful to do that's outside of heshing infantry on a hill somewhere, mm-hmm. um, which I, which I really like. I like that concept. I've always argued that I, I want to see armor in this game have meaningful objectives that goes it beyond. Needs more to do. Vehicle players exactly. and air players need more to do, so they're not left. I agree. Infantry. I agree. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. 
Yes, I I I I I stand by that statement, hundred percent, my friend. Okay. Um, so to see to see the continent try and do that to me is very interesting. Yeah, where yeah, and I think and I think it context like it 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 conceptually can do that very very well. Where I think it sort of falls a little short on that front is the lack of hard spawns means that it's very difficult for defenders to mobilize. Now that could very well be a, an issue with the spawn system. It could be an issue with, you know. Um, yeah, you know, the lattice stuff like that. Hard as, to pin that said. one down, but it it, it, it is has very been hard to... different and slower. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's harder to pin that down due to it being so new and so fresh and so unique to the continent. What I've noticed, we've seen though, is the player made bases on OSHA fall apart really quickly if there's not an active force there ready to defend it out of the gate, mm. and in the planet side ecosystem and with how the meta has been for years now you don't see a lot of players actively defending a base before the force arrives right yeah i mean it's too boring yeah no one wants to do it everyone wants to be where the conflict is they don't want to be they don't want to be camped out on the battlements like fuck that correct (laughs) correct yeah exactly i'd rather be shooting something yeah. So what what we see here is we see a lot of these player made bases that do get meaningful objectives and they do get like meaningful things to do because they're contributing directly to the lattice, but they get steamrolled over because no one's there defending them in the mm. first place. Um, so yeah, it's OSHA for me feels very much like the content that aims to address those lacking meaningful objectives for those styles of play. There's just other whether it comes down to um, other systems in the game or player mentality, it needs a little bit more work to get there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. It needs more work. Mm. I think what, what excites me about Osher, if I may be so bold, is not necessarily what, what it's accomplished, but what it suggests. Um, mm. Because I have... You know, I, I made the, the comparison of big planet side and little planet side, which I think is actually a pretty useful way of thinking about it. Um, yeah. Especially the way that, that the community tends to divide along these lines. Yeah. And I have been a player who has really only played little planet side for years. Yeah. Planet side too, basically my Me whole too. time playing it. Um, it's the part of the game that is easiest to play solo. Um, it's the yep. part of the game that is has always been the most relevant because you've always needed an infantry player to capture a point and the game is about territory. So infantry yep. is almost always relevant. And I think that makes infantry almost always relevant is the fact that on most of the other continents, not sure, the play space between the bases is irrelevant or very close to it. Um, mm-hmm. The base and part of that is, you know, continent design, lattice design. But I, I think the biggest part of that is just the, how close bases are together. Yep. Um, the fact that, uh, and you know, the spawn system is also implicated there, so that muddies all the waters. But yeah, um, of how often um, do you need to push between bases and on, on any of the other continents, Hassan and our uh, Amrish? Maybe during maybe mm-hmm. during prime time at, with, with the biggest Zergs, you see that a little bit. But other yeah. than that, it's just not a part of planet side. Mostly, you're leapfrogging between bases using the redeploy yeah. system, or if you get in, if you get into a real pinch. Relying on a beacon from a teammate, or uh, you know, just just pulling an ESF and dropping where you need to go. Routers when they were routers when they were still, you know, I guess, 
a more relevant part of the meta. Hundred percent. What a totally non-controversial change the router change has been. I feel like I haven't heard anyone oh, complaining about it because we've all been so sick of it. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No routers. Yeah, I'm. I'm very happy that they have been nerfed into an oblivion. Very happy with it. Well, fact. let's let's give three cheers for a, a seemingly unambiguous balance change. Let's give a little clap for that. Yeah. 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 Bye, bye, routers. It was very good. I, very yeah. Bye, bye, routers. You were you were. F no, you weren't fun while you lasted. You were you were you were there. <laughs> you had your time in the sun, and now that time is faded. Exactly. Um. But yeah, and. Uh, Oh man, I lost my train of thought. I was talking about what makes Osher exciting to me, what it's pointing towards. Um, yeah, we're talking a little about big planet side. Big planet side, little like planet you're talking side. about. Um, you're talking about not what it's accomplished, but what it means. Yeah, um, because I think that one of the hardest things about planet side is addressing the basic promise. You know, I I was watching, and I think it was. Um, oh, I can't remember the context. It was oh. Rail talking to someone in the community, some interview he did, and he sure. said that I think he laid a stat down, something like Planet Side Two at 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 some point. And I'm not sure if this is like yeah. during a new release or if this is like during the between times. It's like a thousand people downloading it a day. Some insane yep. number, yeah. insane number of new people trying Planet Side every day, yeah. and the tragedy is that it just doesn't keep people past a week or maybe two max. Yeah. And it's, can you imagine what planet side two would be like for everyone? If we could just move the needle on that part of the funnel, if mm -hmm. we could just keep an additional 5% more of those 30,000 players per month, around for another two weeks another month what a huge impact briggs would still exist yeah and you know i'm i'm gonna be talking to rel next week that podcast is happen on thursday next week i'm gonna ask him this exciting. If, if i were him this is the problem that would intoxicate me as of how to solve mm. that problem yeah and i look at osher and I asked myself, how does Osher solve, how does Osher address this problem? Sure. It puts people in field fights that are a lot more likely to be meaningful and fun. Mm -hmm. And it makes the domains relevant in a way that showing up in a tank at an infantry base never can be. Yeah. And I exactly. think that there's there's a certain part of the basic planet side formula that Osher gets more right than any other play space in the game right now. I I have to agree. And that agree. really animates me. That really excites me. That makes me yeah. feel really happy, really excited about the future. Um, yeah. Also, and when you combine that with just the sheer size of the updates we've been seeing, escalation, outfit wars, whether it worked or didn't, was huge. And they got it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. The integration patch, holy shit, fleshing out the whole robot yeah. faction. And I see tons of robots yep. around. Like, wow, that fucking worked. Oh, yeah, sure. It works. Um, and, you know, we'll feel out long term how much of any of this pans out. And maybe in a year, I'll 
Look at this and thank God what a moron you were, Deeg. I'm sure. I'm sure we will talk about it very soon again. Don't <laughs> yeah, you yeah. We'll, we'll we'll revisit it. Um, but yeah. that's what gets me excited about it. Yeah, no, I I agree. And the, the the best part about it for me, for all of its flaws, is that it is something fresh. It yeah. is something new. It's something you know. And I and I, I'm an optimist by nature. I like fresh and new. Fresh and new to me is exciting. I like to experience. Variety like is the to... spice of life, my friend. We all need novelty. Exactly right. Exactly right. And OSHA has been pushing my simple brain infantry main player self to try out new things. Um, and and I and I do enjoy that side of what OSHA does and how it invites new play styles to be more relevant. Um, mm -hmm. It's now just a matter it of... It addresses the meaning my... problem more centrally. Correct. Correct. To me now, it's just a matter of addressing the meaning problem on the other continents to make the meaning... Like, without without diverting from what they can do in their own right. Like, again, I don't want to see Hossen get completely bastardized for our infantry friends because that's, you know, a part of the game for them. And, yeah, you know... I feel like I feel like they need that play space because at the end of the day, as we said, this is a shooter. You know, you're meant to be able to take your gun into battle, shoot things, and do well. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it be cool if we could have like three or four continents open on a server? Like if we had that we many people playing planet side again, then yeah. you could just pick the experience you wanted. Exactly, and that's and that How I think cool is a big problem. Yeah, imagine if OSHA had launched with Hassan day one. Imagine that. You mean like we'd, back in the day, or you mean that they were both open at the same sorry, time? Yeah, back, back in the day, back in the day. Sure, sure. Imagine that we would have had an experience for everyone, and there would have been the choice of what do I feel like doing today? Well, I know I can get this here. I can know I can get this here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I get it. Like, you know, a lot of people ravel in the idea of all aspects of the game having power or having flexibility at any given one point in time, but... Sometimes while there is, there is, um, there's, there's, there's something to be said about the variety being the spice of life. Yeah. But I think there's also some, there's also some benefits to having restrictions might be the wrong word, but some degree of rules that have an impact on what works best here and what works best there what what does something cater to what does something else cater to so you can get some sort of ex expectation of what to expect sure um, almost like planet like, biomes like, the, like, like gameplay biomes building an ecosystem to yeah. a certain extent so like, like battlefield this sorry go on finish your point i was gonna say like battlefield 3 for example with its dlcs mm. um back in the day extremely targeted some players didn't like you know i think there was armored kill there was or armored warfare whatever it was featured the largest map in battlefield history at the time mm. um and then immediately after that they released close quarters which was a dlc all about cqc combat and was a lot of fun for your infantry players sure so they were building out this ecosystem that you know who then people who were then able to like you know rent servers were able to customize that to their liking yeah. essentially and build communities from there yeah and you um, have a, a spicy dish and a sweet dish 
And Correct. if you and only like spicy food, you can have that. Like exactly. Make you make your own both, meal plan. You can, you can switch as you need to, and mm-hmm. it's it's a very it's something that's very difficult to achieve with Planet Side right now because of you know the population required to house this game. And yes, and this is where I think Rails Head is at, and he's going to correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong here, but I think <laughs> I think so. There's so much opportunity for Planet Side if we can get more people playing it. Yep. If we can just get more bodies logged in at once. It opens up so much, um, and mm-hmm. and and it, it what it also does is it takes pressure off certain parts of the game that weren't are, were never going to deliver everything to everyone. Yep. And suddenly, when you so right now you go to the Planet Side restaurant, and depending on when when you get there, it's serving only desserts, or it's serving only, <laughs> only breakfast, breakfast food, right? Yep. Or it's serving only only Chinese or I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um and, and yeah. but if you get more people in the door, you build it up, then suddenly you go in whatever you want and you get you can get a dessert with coffee and your friend can get ba- and your your friend can get a turkey sandwich, a club sandwich. Exactly. And your other friend can just get a drink from the bar. You know, and suddenly and suddenly everyone can feel more relaxed about being able to access the part of the planet side formula that most interests them. Yep. And they get access to the menu if you can, and they get to choose. Yeah. yeah. And if you're REL or if you're RPG or PG7, whatever, mm-hmm. you say, yeah, well, we could, we could like try to balance maxes. We could like, you know, deal with these, you know, uh, medic revive bandos or whatever, whatever kind of crazy outlier situations there are in the game. Or we could focus mm. our energies on on moving the needle towards having five percent more of the people who quit after one to two weeks not quit. Yeah. And do they care about revive bandos? Do they care about maxes? Maybe, maybe not. I think a lot of that decision making is something. If that is going on, I'm extremely sympathetic towards it. Oh yeah, like I I I do not envy the developers when it comes to working out the new player retention problem in this game, without a doubt, like, cause every new player is going to have a different experience here too. And how do you accustom for all of those when planet side tries to do so many different things? It's, yeah. That's just what the game is. It, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not as much of an on rail shooter per se as what you'd expect to see out of other games. It's, it tries to do a lot of things differently and that is to its credit and to its desire um, and to its dismay at times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's and, uh, a cursed problem. I think we talked about this in our last correct, podcast. correct. And it's very much like it's kind of like right now, like with the, the planet side restaurant analogy that we've just cooked up here. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Ooh, yeah, um, keep going. Yeah, yeah, and all right. Um, you know, you've got some people who come in and the menu items are breakfast, and they're like, "Okay, I want breakfast right now. This is good." Mm-hmm. But then you've got people who come in looking for dinner at breakfast, and and it, breakfast menus on it. It's like, well, now what? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a hard solution to solve without more players coming through the door. But how do you get those players to stick without making fundamental changes? And you know, yeah, as I said, to some fundamental changes exist elsewhere than to others do. So yeah. at the end of the day, 
you know, by taking away from one place, it's again, it's a slicing the pie sort of thing. As soon as you shift that pie, in this case, you know, shift where the game, or what the game allows you to do from a certain aspect of the game, you take away from that percentage of players. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, you know, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm, to- I'm, I'm totally sympathetic to the developers in regards to like making these balance calls and making the anal- the analysis to work out how to fix the game and what fixing the game means on an official level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I... And, then, and then there's... So the, the, the best retort, I think, to what, I've, what you and I are saying now, to what I've said and you're kind of resonating with, is the planet side will never appeal to more players. And what we have is what we've got. And why can't we focus on the people who already love the game and who are already putting thousands of hours and hundreds of dollars or something mm. like that? Why can't we just say these are our people? And maybe, maybe that is what's happening. I don't know. But yeah. the whole kind of OSHA excitement that, I, that, that, that kind of gets me excited is the, the meaning for the the meaning for the those who didn't have enough of it before. And I yep. see how that could roll up to new player stuff. But I also I see if you're an existing player who's been in pain because three quarters of the time that you show up to get your 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 coffee and a scone is just not there. And mm-hmm. even there and even then sometimes it, they, you know, it the coffee's not hot. Uh the the scones are three days old. Uh, it just it doesn't yeah. it doesn't live up to it because it's just so complicated to deliver those actual experiences. Um, and, I'm sympathetic yeah. to the people who love who have fallen in love with any part of the game and can't get the best out of it. And I think it just so yeah. happens that the loud the loudest voices in that twenty percent in, in that five percent slice of people who look outside the game for content information and who are willing to speak about it um, have uh, the focus on little planet side because that's where it goes the deepest. That's where the planet side kind of iceberg goes the deepest. There's the most to explore, yep. the most to master, yep. um, the most nuance, and the most yeah. likely to be relevant because of the simple expedient of needing infantry to capture most points. Yeah. And and once you like, you know, what happens in any competitor driven market when something that you go to consistently doesn't live up to its expectations, what do you do? Well, I actually had a, I had a, a suggestion about this. I did a video last year about this. Okay. Um, and my proposal is to shrink planet side. Make it smaller. Ooh. Ooh. Make it smaller, ooh, baby. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's it's very simple, just conceptually. Walk, Make, walk, walk me through it. Walk me through it. Yeah. Actually, I a part of what inspired me to think about this was a suggestion you made in our podcast uh, a year and change ago about how you wanted mm-hmm. to see these bases that were the size of multiple bases, current planet side, where there's, there's truly theaters for 96 plus Zergs to have effect on rather than cramming themselves into, you know, a single point outpost base like they often do. Yep. 
And I, I was trying to think about the new player problem and the fact that part, part of the, the challenge that new players run into is the sheer legibility of the experience. You're going to die a hundred times an hour, depending on how you play yep. as a new player. Yep. And you're going to die, and that could be a hundred different ways, a hundred different weapons. Yeah. You're dying to these guns. So good players tend to gravitate towards the same qualities in guns. So you think those guns are overpowered because the good players use them. We know that's mm -hmm. not really true. There really aren't that many outlier weapons. Um, but yeah. the small differences uh, pan out for over, over yeah. time for those high-skilled, high-engaged players. Um, and it's so hard to understand what's even happening, how to access the planets, I promise, that players just give up. It's too complicated. Yeah. It's, not, it's not worth yeah. the time, not worth the pain to get the payoff. And in a 100% yep. PvP game with skill bloat over almost a decade, um, it's just like, wow, this I, I can't sweat hard enough to make it worth my time. Mm -hmm. So shrinking the game down is about making the experience more understandable. By literally reducing sure. the number of ways you can die by in some way constraining equipment. So you constrain equipment to say, Okay, we're not gonna have. I don't know. I don't really have any good ideas about how you could do this. Right. The, the idea doesn't go that far for me, but I think as a concept, like, yeah, and and also rim, rim. also the play space. I think make sure. the the number of places you can go and the amount of players on the field smaller. So literally, mm. maps that are not designed for a thousand players, the maps that are designed for like a hundred and fifty. 200 which i think is the kind of experience that well, i don't know if this is actually true i was gonna say the planetside arena was trying to make i don't know if that's actually true right yeah okay. um but shrink it down make the amount of things you can do and die from smaller the number of people you can be killed by smaller and the amount of space you have to navigate around in smaller mm -hmm. shrink it down a little bit yep and I'm not a designer. I don't know the best way to do that. Um, I think in the video, I actually made a few suggestions. One of them that sounds a, surprisingly like Osher, actually. Um, but I don't feel attached to any of them. Yeah. It's just more of a uh, sort of, you know, throwing, throwing out ideas and seeing what sticks and you know, playing, playing, around with the, playing around with the formula a bit, essentially. Would that kind of idea be worth RPG's time, in your opinion? I mean, Planetside Arena at one point was meant to be a smaller Planetside. It was meant to be the arena version of Planetside where it was, you know, a bit more competitive, competitively minded. And it was, it was going to be a great idea. I thought, I thought it really had the legwork to do good. If they just took the gunplay, you know, tightened up the movement a bit, tightened up the animations, your connectivity, stuff like that, we could have had a really, really good, like, we could have had a great, great game on our hands there. Yeah. The issue we ran into is was well we're doing a battle royale now, and it's like well you're about three years too late to the trend. Um, well, they so weren't yeah, late; the, they just weren't as good as Apex, man. That is well, that's Apex a good point too. Like destroyed uh, them. Well, I mean, yeah, and like Apex came out like the month it was meant to originally, and they had to delay. Yeah, yeah, I, I think and Apex we were, just, 
we were originally yeah. going to get Arena in January of that year. I think it was yeah. 2018 or 19. I can't remember. And then Apex yeah. came in literally in February. Um, yeah. And Apex was just, it was doing, it came out at a, at a higher level of polish. It fully adopted the hero model, which makes it way more marketable, way more modern. Yep. Um, Arena wasn't yep. doing that. It was going more old school. And it had this cool, that cool yeah. squads model, which seemed like a, a small innovation too. And uh, the hero yeah, abilities a, that comes with that stuff. Yeah. It was a shame because I, I thought Arena had a huge opportunity to be a part of the planet side ecosystem. I really did. Um, I thought, I thought it would have been a great sort of, if you had like similar shooting mechanics and similar movement, it would have been a great training ground for newer players to then come to the planet side two world and try the more open world experience. I even like at one point posited that, you know, use planet side arena as a means to expand into the planet side two ecosystem and have like, you know, if you wanted to not play, I guess you could call it the expanded warfare of Planet Side 2. You can jump into a more oh, positive, man. official 6v6 experience. That is exactly like, my retroactive fantasy for Planet Side Arena. I would have loved that, man. Like, I would have, and I remember it too, like when Arena got announced, I think I think it was announced to be a battle royale out of the gates. So that clearly didn't help. But I saw what they were doing. I saw the idea of, you know, this, like, of TDM, capture the flag, domination. Yeah. Like, this all sounded really frigging cool. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I could get behind this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I love Planet Side 2 shooting mechanics. I love how it plays. This could have been amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to make it pay to play, make it a pay to play additional to the client of Planet Side 2 if you had to. Like, bake it in, make it a DLC. Yeah, and people would have come. I, reckon I always thought that Sanctuary was like, of course, like this should be where the games connect. Yeah, yeah, agreed. <laughs> I agree, and it would have made to me. It would have made it would have made Sanctuary even more useful in that regard too. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I view Arena as a huge missed opportunity, and although I know a lot of the community disagree with me on that one, because Arena was viewed as this threat to Planet Side Two, and I guess, I guess in a certain way, it may have been with like dev resources being allocated and stuff like that. But man, I view it as a huge missed opportunity. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Well, I think if, if it hit either not run afoul of Apex or not run afoul of the planet side community, it could have yeah. occupied a niche probably. But I agree. It, I, you know, I, I think I, I've, I've even heard, I can't remember who it was, maybe Paul Diazio, used to be a programmer on the Planet Side team, sure. rant about forcing it to be a battle royale um, when that wasn't mm -hmm. the original vision. I, I don't think that was ever the, the vision that no. the people inside were, were passionate about. Um, and, and you, you could tell, you could tell from the get go. And that, that, I don't know if the Planet Side 2 community would have accepted it better if it weren't for the Battle Royale thing. Maybe. It's hard to say. Um, but yeah. by not... by not If the game had failed by comparison to Apex, but still managed to catalyze most of the Planet Side 2 scene, maybe even cannibalize it, 
which I think is what everyone felt like was happening because the Planet Side 2 scene was already so small. And how can a percentage mm -hmm. of this game go to a new game? Like, the math doesn't work. Ah. But, but that experience is what some of that player base wanted in the first place. So they're like, okay, yeah. cool. This is going to be good. This is exactly what we wanted. It's like the whole Battle Islands thing. It's like, yeah, that, those smaller segmented experiences that people have been vying for. Yeah. You know? But yeah, let's, let's pour one out for the Planetside cinematic uh, uh, gaming universe <laughs> where Arena and Planetside 2 both exist and they connect to each other at Sanctuary and uh, you can get cosmetics in one and use them in the other. Oh. You go from playing an in around Indar to say, hey, my match is up. Then you hop over to, uh, you know, uh, doing, doing Capture the Flag in Arena and the games feed into each other and you have the weird boomer old heads playing Planet Side 2. And then the you know the short attention span zoomer is all playing Planet Side Arena. Like that's kind of the dream, <laughs> right? Oh, uh, like you know, finishing an alert. You're like, you know, what? I'm gonna go do some TDM to 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 wind off for the night. Yeah, sometimes you just bed. want like another 15 minutes of Planet Side. But yeah. do you know the start of a new continent? It sucks. It's so slow. It, it's oh, especially <laughs> late night too. Like if I if I get like if I'm lucky <laughs> and I get home from work at like a decent hour and I see like there's a continent that's halfway through an alert. Yeah on connery late late of the night i'm like okay this will be good for a little bit and then the continent shifts i'm like and there goes the population very good okay yeah <sighs> and you're just too tired to figure out how to make your own fight you're too tired to like oh go. god no yeah like let me find a group of people and, and, from the and gate. yeah 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 it's like oh fuck it <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah. oh yeah. bruh yeah make well make sure uh, yeah, man. What else do you want to talk about, man? I don't know. Like, you know, we're both here on YouTube now. That's exciting. Um, yeah. Streamer stuff. Why did you change? Yeah. Whew, why did I change? Holy shit. Um, How big were you on Twitch when you changed? I think that that's a critical data point. I think I was at 4,500 followers. Okay. Which most most YouTube channels that start on YouTube then go to Twitch for streaming tend to have that sort of mm -hmm. you know pretty tiresome effort in so that was that was part one. It was like, you know, the crossover rate between platforms wasn't that great for one. Um a big uh, like I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like a real I'm gonna I'm gonna sound real, you know, I guess boomerish here, I guess, but Yes. Bring out your inner boomer. Yeah, exactly. Twitch ain't the same anymore. Huh? How so? I just, I don't know, man. Like, it seems the, 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 the sentiment over on that platform lately has been very, like, when I left, they were testing the new pay to boost feature, which was just the most alt, like, anyone who's done any sort of looking into how media platforms work and how realistic engagement is created knows that that was the just biggest cash grab you have ever seen in your life. What is pay to boost do? Uh, so pay to boost was a feature on Twitch where a viewer or the streamer could pay money to boost the stream for X amount of views. So when I say views, I mean you could pay the stream to appear 
on the recommended page. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God. And and it was and and it didn't. Uh... It would recommend your stream X amount of times. And those recommendations, late stage capitalism shit, right there. Fuck. Oh, and the and these recommendations only count. They counted as soon as someone scrolled past your stream. So if they scrolled past your stream, that was a recommend gone. Um, didn't have to be. It didn't didn't even have to be a click through. So that was in testing. I thought that was the laziest cash grab I'd ever seen in my life. So decided to avoid it like the plague. Um. Like the gambling meta on Twitch, I was like, "Oh no, yeah. get this shit off the platform." Yeah. Um. Like you know, the whole the hot tub meta was weird. Like I I, I get it. Like you know, people like to do that stuff, and I'm like, you know what? That site is for that, that stuff now. Like it is all about is. like giving giving and those sh- girls a chance to do their thing, whether you like it or not. And look. I, I have I have nothing I have no disrespect to people who decide to make that kind of content like you do you if the platform lets you do it take advantage of it like go get that bag I've got no like it's whatever yeah. it's not hating on creators I, yeah I have no disrespect to the creators that do it I mm-hmm. and like you know if Twitch was to start creating an 18 only section of the platform then I probably wouldn't have a problem with Twitch doing it and facilitating it in the first place yeah um obviously miners are on the website so that's going to be a thing yeah um but right now they're trying to have their cake and eat it too exactly um but the big the big thing and and the latest react meta i have to admit i hate i think it's lazy content i think the react meta is horrible for the industry and i hope someone goes down big for it but that's me what's Um, bad about react i don't mind react content if you're offering like, you know, for example, Shokter reacts to my videos often. I don't mind that. He credits mm-hmm. me. He, you know, offers constructive criticism, stuff like that. The watch party though, of watching like big media corporation shows is so damaging to the platform it is ridiculous. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even know that was a thing until pretty recently. It's, it's, it's pretty insane. shocking oh. that, that, that it gets by copyright. I, I, I don't, I don't I, imagine I, that that will last long. No, I am convinced a streamer will go down big for it, um, because right. I, I I do not. There is no doubt in my mind that one of these big studios like WB, like Universal, whatever, are building some sort of lawsuit ready to hit either Twitch or you know, ready to hit either Twitch or the creators with. Like it could it could bump Twitch out of copyright safe harbor, which could destroy the website it could destroy the career of a creator with billions of dollars of fines jail time it's it's insane it, it yeah. blows me away that this is happening it makes me think back to the old days of like napster where you'd see people like like like, like news stories of random people yeah. like being being sued by the raaa for like hundreds yeah. of millions of dollars and it's like okay like yeah i work at a coffee shop <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it blows my mind and it's like the whole twitch um music dmca situation this is just that but amplified yeah and the way they handled music is so chicken shit it's hilarious it is it is it's it really and again just back to back to back like so yeah to return to the point at hand that back to back to back plus the big data breach that happened back in right october i think yeah. That to me was like, okay, I cannot 
even come close to trusting this platform anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they feel it's, they feel a little snaky, right? Yeah. Like they're it, trying it to like, make sure that, that they don't lose what they have rather than trying to yeah. be anything cool, being anything bigger. Like they have no exactly. vision of themselves uh, growing in the future. No. It's just. No. They just want to stick in their little corner and do their thing. And like, you know, they offer creators a dog shit split as well. So it's like, you know, yeah, what's the point? The, 50% split is pretty hilarious. 50-50, yeah. 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 So, yeah, anyway. So were those, were those so it sounds like your your problems were the fact some that just kind of overall the platform seemed to be going in the, in the wrong direction. Yeah, that, and I just saw more opportunity on YouTube. Like, more, more of my subscriber count was here already. Right. I had, yeah, I had a means to like, you know, tie in, vod content with live stream content a lot easier yeah it just made more sense yeah logistically speaking i think makes sense that that's pretty yeah. similar to what it was for me too yeah um, i was about to ask you what was your what was your ticking yeah. point my friend so i'm in a different world you than you i i had about the same yeah. number of uh followers on twitch as subs on youtube when i made the choice but which is just, just about 700 uh you know yep. i'm a real small scale creator at this point so very early um but for me um i the main payload of my content is this talking like this and we do talk yep. about games but i like to use games as a starting point to talk about the human condition and yep. the way we all come together or fail to perhaps yeah and and what what we can use games for um mm -hmm. that's what i'm interested in doing and I don't think that Twitch is a very good place to do that. I think no. Twitch has a niche that's very comfortable. There are some notable exceptions. Um, yeah. I'd look to like Healthy Gamer GG as a pretty great exception. Sure. Doing sure. mental health content that is very... Um, but that that is an incredibly savvy operation that knows exactly... Like, they, they couldn't have targeted their content more effectively. Like, they're just no. so smart what they're doing yeah and also it's very high quality prepared. content yeah I, I i love what they do yeah um but twitch doesn't give a very comfortable home for podcasts unless your podcast is about streamers being together with other streamers who have built-in yeah. twitch communities yeah, so exactly. occasionally when I'm on Twitch, I'll get a big bump from, because I'll be interviewing someone who has a big Twitch audience. Um, yeah. or, or I'll get a raid, which is very nice when that happens. But yeah. usually my content doesn't look like theirs. And so yeah. the people who come over to me that way don't oftentimes stick around. And yeah. uh, so there's that. I just felt didn't feel like, like podcasting set very well for what I was doing there on Twitch in terms of what people came to the platform for. Um, yep. Whereas on YouTube, it fits great. Um, yeah. You can, it, 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 YouTube is a very comfortable place for podcasts of almost any kind to be. 100%. And I had the same amount of subscribers here as I had followers on Twitch. You, YouTube sure. also does a, a few things I really like where it lets me schedule streams. So since so much of what I do yeah. is interviews, yeah. I can build the hype ahead of time way more effectively than I can on Twitch. Uh, because I'm not 100%. a part 
because I don't have a partner agreement with Twitch, I have to stream at a very small PP bit rate. It makes everything yep. look like dog shit when I'm putting a game on screen. Ugh. YouTube, it, th that restriction is lifted. And transcoding is way more available. It's a much better experience for for everyone who consumes my content. And all of and similar to you, the best version of my content is already on YouTube. Yeah. And most of the people, the the last thing that um that really clinched it for me was the observation that most people who follow me on twi on Twitch don't do it when I'm streaming. I get the most follows on Twitch when I publish a video on YouTube. Yep. And people yep. click through the link in the description to find me on Twitch. Yes, sir. And if people are already finding me from YouTube, why would I invoke then... a middleman if I don't need to? Ah, dang, I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah, We're officially makes part my... of the Google Hive mind. Oh, seriously. Yeah, it makes me makes me happy to use that because I hear I hear a lot of creators who are married to Twitch who are like, oh, but I get all my I I get good I get good turnover rate from YouTube. And it's like, yes, but imagine what you could do if you just consolidated a little bit. Yeah. And I hear a lot of people like go like, oh, but diversification is good. What if a platform goes down tomorrow? Which True. is fair, but let's all remember we are talking about YouTube here. It's YouTube. Yeah. Like everyone yeah. has and YouTube. I can tell someone I'm streaming on YouTube and they'll actually be able to find me. If I tell exactly. like a random family member I'm on Twitch, they'll be like, is that like a hacker website? Exactly. Is that like exactly. a porn website? Like, like oh. they don't they don't know what it is. Uh, it's actually outside of now sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also, um, YouTube will recommend my content. I have under a thousand subscribers. Every recommendation I can get means so much to me. So whereas insert Twitch's Kingmaker system where you're on the bottom of the page if you don't have more than, you know, yeah. And X amount of viewers for your category. It makes Twitch a game about, I think, how many hours can you put in? So people yeah. can treat your you like a TV channel that they turn on at a certain time of day. Yep. And I just can't compete with that kind of kind of output. No. 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 I, I always I've always said that you need content out there that does the work for you when you're not actively sitting on your chair create like streaming that content out there. Twitch doesn't do that for you at all. There's mm -hmm. absolutely zero discoverability on that platform when you are not live. Mm -hmm. So if you go live at a set part of the day every day, you're achieving, like say you stream four hours, you're streaming four twenty-fourths of the potential audience you could reach if that content was discoverable elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Only being discoverable when you're live. It's why I see it's why I see a lot of creators moving to YouTube now because they're getting amazing um deals that means they can stream less and publish vod content more. People who are getting deals. Did you get a deal to come to YouTube? Yeah. God no. <laughs> God no. I wish. God damn. <laughs> it would have been yeah, lovely, exactly. but no. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So what's you're on YouTube now, um, going strong. What's mm. next for you, brother? It's a good question, really. Like I'm sort of just waiting for the next game to come out that I can really enjoy. Like obviously Planet Side, I'm still jumping in and doing stuff for because that's yeah you know that's the thing 
I want to. I don't know if you've seen it. There's that. There's this new play leap or leap game coming out. I've seen it's it. It's like a. I'm very it's like very a zipline thing, and I've yeah. seen a lot of people excited about it. I think I saw a baddie made a video about it that I watched. Yeah, Baddy did do a video on it, and I actually got interested on the game through Baddy's video. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, damn! This actually looks really good." Like, takes back to those Titanfall two days a bit, which yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss really badly, but anyway, yeah, that's sort of that's sort of me at the moment. Like, just doing what I can do, making the most of what we can. Again, really wish Battlefield lived up, but yeah, that's, I can only that's wish a, so much. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. So yeah, it sounds like when it comes to like the future of Kami, it's like what what other games can you you branch out to that then become implicated with your success? Yeah, that's sort of the the big question at the moment. Like first person shooters are definitely sort of where I'll be sticking because that's I think the one comparison I can draw no matter what. Um, yeah, that gives you good permeability with your audience too. Correct. And it means I can enjoy other games outside of the eyes of the content creation area, which oh, as I think play we've games discussed without, of... you, you, without making content about it, that's like illegal. Oh, it's it's dangerous, isn't it? Like, yeah, I know. How dare this you, is... sir? Not make content Just from your gaming. Just bonk me straight to jail, seriously. <laughs> like what? Like what? Give me an example. I'm curious. Alright. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, love me some... Uh, so, I'm a huge motorsport guy, so oh. I love me some Grant. I love me some Gran Turismo. Sure. Um, on sure. the PlayStation. Yep. Huge motorsport guy. Love it so much. Um, what else? Uh, in my like, I haven't played it a lot lately, but I love Supreme Commander Forged Alliance. One of my favorite RTSs of all time. Oh, an RTS. Um, Ooh. An RTS. Great There's time. There's a niche time. Okay. Um, yeah, like a thousand, thousand unit cap per game, stuff like that. Great time. Okay. Um, great time. Um, what else have I been playing lately? It's tough, actually. I've been doing a bit of like, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, um, stuff like City Skylines and Planet Zoo as well on the side. I like, I like those very chilled simulation games. But word, word, yeah, kind of slow down the pace yeah, a little know. bit. Yeah, not twitchy. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing through Red Dead Redemption Two as well lately, which is just gorgeous game. Yeah, I've heard gorgeous that. Game. Heard that. Mm. Yeah. And what about IRL? I know that you just got back from vacation. I've seen you talk about how you're <laughs> going to take some time from the game to do some photography and stuff. Talk to me about how things are going outside the game, outside the content game. Yeah, I mean, the, the trip I just had away was hilarious good fun. Uh, we went up to Gold Coast, Queensland, uh, which is big tourist hotspot down here in Australia and loved it. Loved every mm-hmm. second of it. Um, cool. Spent way much more time intoxicated than I did sober. So Let's you go. Know. There you go. True, That's your 20s. True boy Enjoy it while it lasts. Yes, yes <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right. Um, but no, yeah, I've been getting, I've been getting back into photography. I've got a, I, I started up an, a, a photography Instagram account lately, which was a bit of fun. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, what do you and take pictures been, uh, of, man? Anything I really just find, like I've been doing a lot of landscape and like okay. nature stuff lately. Uh-huh. Um, like, yeah, a lot of my stuff is like, you know, just taking appreciation of like small things and like mm. zooming in on them and stuff like that and mm. like you know i got some back in christmas time i took a photo of like some fairy lights that were hanging off a tree and got really nice and enclosed tried to get the lighting right that was good fun mm-hmm. um 
but I'm going to the zoo tomorrow. So I'm going to try and get some good shots there as well. And mm -hmm. just really whatever, like, yeah, I've always, I've always had a love for photography. And when I got my new streaming camera, um, I could use it for photography. So I figured I'd take it out there. Oh, that's cool. Get some lenses. Yeah. yeah. Double dipping on it. Explain this to me. Like, cause this, this doesn't sound fun to me at all. I don't understand why people would want to take pictures for fun. I don't get it. Honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I like, I like capturing moments um and creating i guess not uh, I, I like creating stills that like you know just take like give us a moment to appreciate a moment of time mm. and a, a, a something that we wouldn't normally appreciate like you know like taking a moment to stop and take a photo of a certain flower at a certain angle that we again like wouldn't notice normally in our day to day Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get that angle, you get down there, you take a photo and you're like, oh, okay, this is what life looks like from this perspective. Mm -hmm. Or this is what life looks like right at this moment of time. And you can sort of enjoy that a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and it also comes with the challenge, I guess, of getting the technical stuff right. Like, you know, right. what lens do you use? Um, our technical what's your ISO like streaming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your ISO setting going to be? What's your exposure like? What's your shutter speed? Stuff like that. Like getting like and all of these impact the image differently you know how much bokeh effect you got what's your focal length stuff like that again i'm speaking in mumbo jumbo here i'm sure to a few people i'm asking about this stuff offline by the way like, up my own game yeah all right sounds good we can have that we can have that conversation i look forward to that but no yeah it's just it's a nice technical hobby and it's a nice artistic hobby which yeah is something i kind of vibe with so that's cool man do you yeah how long cheers dude yeah then how does this all fit in for like like a Kami late twenties, early thirties? How long do you see yourself doing this content stuff? I guess as long as I enjoy it really. Like Yeah. Do you think um, you'll ever stop? Do you foresee a point in your life where you wouldn't want to do this anymore? I don't think so. I'll I'll probably slow down from time to time. Mm -hmm. Um but to me, you know, content creation, obviously there's the the bonus of one day being able to do this full time right and that that specter that's out there that's like yeah can it's, i make a living nice from thing. this yeah and it's something i genuinely enjoy um and it's something that you know if i was to do full time i've tried doing full time in the past when COVID hit we've had this conversation before um mm -hmm. last last time where you know i did go full time for a while and that was eye-opening in its own right but i think to me while the prospect of doing this full time is fun one day to me the most important part of it is sort of just challenging myself but also just 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 forming a community like it's all about for me building this place where people like me who enjoy video games and enjoy talking about video games can sort of have a place to come to and feel like they can discuss it safely or discuss it and feel heard mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me, gaming is very social when it, uh, unless when it's not, when you feel like turning yourself off and just, you know, doing your own thing for a while. But to me, the, the, uh, the, the act of online gaming and the act of talking about the games that we're passionate about, that there's, there's something really special there to me. And I like cultivating mm -hmm. that and, as long as there's a community to cultivate and as long as there's interest in what I do, then yeah, I think I'll keep doing it. Um, yeah. 
There's something really cool about that, about being connected with people so. who are kind of going through the same, the similar experiences, people you can bounce off of, people you can learn from. That's really yeah, a beautiful thing, I, actually. I think it's, that, that's no, so it's important. Just, I mean, I went, I went to a school where gaming wasn't really a forefront activity. Like, if you liked games, you weren't exactly in with the cool kids or you weren't mm. exactly in with, like, you know, the you, you weren't considered someone who was sociable at the time. So... Okay. You know, to, is to, that a to thing? Then, I, are there schools where that's considered popular? I mean, like, I don't know. The culture at my school was very, you know, sporty, giga chad sort of vibe. Like, there was a lot of that going around. Like here in Australia, it's very much like you know, you you, you fuck with people for fun. Exactly. You know, you you bunch your arms out, you walk down the hallway and try to take out the nerd that's in the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel um, yeah. So but you like, were you, know, you me, were like, a nerd. You 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 were one of the nerds. Oh, hundred percent, brother. Like seriously, I was the kid that you know instead of going and playing cricket or basketball or whatever with you know the the, the kids outside every day, mm-hmm. I came home and played my Xbox. Like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and like there were a few people in my friendship group who were into that, but it wasn't normal. It wasn't huge. So, mm-hmm. like to me, being able to form a community online of people who were also into that sort of thing and you know who were happy who wanted to talk about it and if you could feel free to do so like that to me was very very important yeah that um if you'll let me to relate to that for a moment yeah of course let me see how i can say this without getting too personal yeah, no, no, please take your time. Uh, I think, in some sense, the most important thing that I do when I'm doing this is find someone to talk to who cares. Yep. And part of that is matching interests, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I try to go to my wife and talk to her about the dynamics of, of three faction politics and planet side, Oh boy, yep. speed it with your eyes glaze over. But I want to talk about that <laughs> stuff. I do. I find it interesting. It feels meaningful to me. Exactly. Um, and it's painful it's... to not have someone out there who cares about what you care about and then by implication cares about you. There's something about yep. about there's something I get out of my relationship with like say my parents or my wife who are love me unconditionally for reasons that are not about my interests. Um, and that's a beautiful necessary thing that really, really sustains me. But what I get out of this and out of the community, people who watch my podcasts and hang out on my streams is also necessary. And, and it's all about, Figuring out what the world is about. It's all about trying to get out there on the edges of the meaning of me the meaning of all this as we understand it. And yep. be explorers together. Yeah. And that's why I think that it's so important to when you're cultivated community, do what I heard you talk about, which is allow multiple points of view to coexist. Yeah. Um 
and be welcoming to disagreement and to even show disagreement like your max video perhaps or like me uh, interviewing someone who I don't agree with about something. Um, Sure. Yeah, having having room for that style of discourse, I think, is very important. Um, and sometimes, you know, especially in the online space we live in now, sometimes finding that does come from taking on board mediums that, like what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. It's all about searching. Sometimes it's about searching for 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 people to to engage with you in that in that realm, and we do that by publishing our opinions and thoughts online mm-hmm. and you know we find there's there's it's, it's weird it's almost like there's a purpose to the content but then again the response is also the purpose yes yeah it's like a it's like a it's a weird it's a purpose seeking a purpose yeah which, it, is, it, it's, which is its own reward there's a reciprocal nature to it tell me if this is true yeah. for you but I feel like every time I make content, I, of course, unambiguously am creating a piece of content that lives out in the world. If I go away, the content will still be there. Yep. But the main product that I create when I create is myself. I'm yeah. making myself as I go along. Every single time I make done to make something, I'm yeah. forced to confront my attitudes, my biases, whether they match up with the world or not and to put my skills to the task of trying to get those things out there to improve my skills to hone them um of course and i have changed my mind i remember talking with you about outfit wars uh, a little over a year ago and Mm -hmm. really Actually, sounding a lot about Outfit Wars the same way I sound about Osher right now. So I'm I'm cognizant of this bias that I have. An optimism bias, let's call it. Yep. I think you and I fit into the same category there. Yeah. Um, and now I've come around on Outfit Wars, and I was so excited about the fact that it was actually Planet Side, that it was three faction, that it actually was a reflection mm-hmm. of what the game was. Yep. And then, and then Outfit Wars became this thing that happened in a tournament bracket. And yeah. with points that carried over between ratings. And I think the whole thing just falls apart when it's not just uh, an exhibition match. Yeah. It falls I, apart I when, when people are playing across purposes. Yeah. Um, and that the fact that so much went into creating that that thing that seems like it didn't quite work and maybe can't makes me really bummed mm. out and sad. Yeah. A part, I feel like a part of me died when I realized that that outfit wars would have been better either without a bracket or without a third faction. Yeah. That really sucks. Yeah. No, I hear you. But yeah, I had to change go- in order to get there. I had something about me changed along the way. Maybe I just learned more about the game. Maybe I developed a little more as a person. I don't know what it was. Yep. But 
Um, we, we evolve over time, though, and that comes either via our own self-realizations or our exposure to challenging um, medium. Yeah. And this all maybe goes back a little bit to the conversation we had earlier about uh, drama. And mm. uh, the cool thing about conflict is it's the yeah. only thing in the world that really makes you grow. And this is true. The downside of avoiding drama in order to pursue calmness is shutting you off from, a, from opportunities to grow by resolving conflict. Yep. And that's why I sit down the commander series of the world and ask him about the shockers of the world. Because mm -hmm. not because I want to see the community grow, because I want to see myself grow. Yeah, it's a selfish thing that I project out onto the world around me, and I hope yep. it's for every. But I hope it's I hope because it's best for me. It's best for everyone too. Well, by doing that, what you're doing is essentially challenging the exact thing we brought up earlier, and that is these echo chambers. You are crossing the streams. You are trying to create these these points of not conflict, but I think these points of seeking resolution um, where, you know, people are forced to exit their comfort zones, which at the end of the day is a healthy, thing to, a healthy thing to do. As soon as you breach what you're comfortable with and challenge yourself in a means of challenging your opinion to try and gain a better understanding of where someone is coming from or what have you, then you become more of an authority on the position they stand and therefore you can build more of an authority on where you stand mm -hmm. um and in the world of content in particular like to loop back to sort of content creation i guess a little bit as well that to me is one of the most important parts of being a content creator at all is the importance of authority mm -hmm. if you speak on a topic or if you if you speak on a topic if you discuss a topic come into a debate and you don't know how to address it you don't know how to respond you don't know how to relate to it it's hard it's very hard to be an authority and come across as an unbiased or a level-headed individual in said debate mm -hmm. um and i feel like you can't do that without at least having an understanding or trying to have an understanding of both sides at play mm -hmm. or maybe in some way being clear about what authority you do have when you come into it. Correct. Like one of the tricks Correct. I keep, I keep using is the fact that I consider myself to be a very average planet side player. Yep. I, I have very, done very serious competitive stuff in my past. I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years. Holy shit. But in my 20 or twenties, <laughs> I actually did a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I know what that world looks like but I don't occupy yeah. that sweaty world anymore. So, yeah. But I also take the time to really understand it and to really mm -hmm. visit with the Lexes of the world to understand, yeah. really understand and open myself to being wrong. Yeah. And so the authority that I have is a, a, a distributed thing. And yeah. uh, I am really grateful that everyone like you like Lex and all the other folks I've interviewed who will make the time to sit down and do this because this is, this is, this is awesome to me. 
This is yeah. This gets me up in the morning. Uh, every single day, I, I have a podcast at the end of the day. It's like I have to deal with my job first, but I'm mm -hmm. not. Every single day, I wake up with a podcast to do. It's all I'm thinking about. It is so yeah. hard to think about the work. It is so hard to think about anything I need to get done other than this yeah. awesome conversation I'm about to have. That's the way I felt this morning. Yeah. Oh, well, we appreciate you, uh, you know, cultivating the opportunity for it to happen, my friend. We really do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the idea of, yeah, I guess to loop back, the idea of authority is yeah so important to me. Um, so authority comes from command. It comes from understanding. Understanding, I think, is most important with authority. If you understand something and you have the experience with something in some way, shape, or form, and you credit that experience appropriately as well, I think you're in a position to speak on something with some degree of authority. Mm -hmm. um, like, I know I would never speak on how to fly an ESF in this game. You know, I've heard you say that, that you would never make a video, like an ESF guide, because it's just... Never. It's so far outside your wheelhouse. Correct, and it would it would be it would be from a place of I feel like it would be disingenuous for me to do so. Yeah, um, it'd be fake. I also know I'm not the I know also know I'm not the best at infantry play in this game, mm -hmm. mechanically speaking. But I understand enough about the fundamentals of the game. I understand enough about I think the weaponry, recoil handling, um, gunplay you know, settings of the game and how to optimize your frames per second and how that results in better performance to the thing where I can at least talk about it with some degree of authority. So the infantry done there. Yeah. I know there's probably some people out there who could do better than I do. Like mm -hmm. there was a particular video. Um, there was, so I did my, I, I want to, I want to talk about this because this is something that I, um, ran into recently and it sort of mm. challenged my my sense of authority a little bit actually okay um did my i did my guide to infantry video and a bloke by the name of character name i think it was mm. um in the comment section um called me out and said this is a terrible guide for whatever reason i don't know why he thought so maybe i think it was because i didn't cover enough i, okay. I sort of scratched the 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 this I sort of scratched the skin, sort of scratched the surface, left it at that. That was superficial. Um, that was his critique. I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, not word for word, but that was mainly it. What'd you take? And from I that? sort of challenged him. I said, "Well, okay, go make one. Go make a video better, yeah. and I'll and I'll watch it. So tell me when it's done, and I'll come and see it." And he did it. Credit to him. He came out. And oh he did wow! Oh yeah. yeah, stepping and up. Said, I love that uh, energy. Let's go. Uh, me too. I was very, very impressed. And the dude posted the video and he ripped my intro, which was hilarious. I, I credit where it's due. It was, it was clearly a stab back at me. So uh, he ripped my intro music. He, he used my animation. Yeah. And he made a guide. And like, obviously, like I, I've, I've spent a lot of time working on production quality and stuff like that. So clearly that was something that I was, you know, I wasn't going to critique that because production quality is something that I've spent years working on. This guy hasn't made as many videos, so that's fine. I was more interested about the substance. Um, yeah, actually, sorry, Kai just said in chat, you're the last person who should be making a guide on infantry and it shows. There it is. Oh, um, oh that burns. Yeah, it was brutal. That was brutal. Fuck. So I, 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 I challenged him. And 
when he came out and he made the video, I, I said to him, look, man, powered where it's due, you made a video and the substance was good. Obviously, you took a slash at me, whatever. It is what it is. I, you critiquing my work and you came out and you made something better. And, you know, it was challenged it better, my authority. Think? On, I think it was better. In Like, I think I may have, I think my presentation was a little smoother in general. Of course, but of course. Seasoned YouTuber. Su Substance-wise, the dude covered a lot that I missed, and he did a mm. good job on addressing a lot of the aspects of playing the infantry game. Of the, of Can you give me an example of, of something you missed that he got? Um, He definitely talked a bit better about movement in the game and how to sort of, I think it was about movement mechanics. Okay. And he definitely, I think, went a bit more in-depth as to bursting and stuff like that as well. Okay. Um. As, as a raw this. example, I'm. <laughs> yeah, it was a good. It was. It was. It was a. It was a very substance-heavy video that did manage to get a lot of things right in regards to how to play better at infantry, and it challenged my authority. Okay. And it did so in a way that there was a little bit of sass to it, but you know, I called him out, and the dude responded, mm -hmm. and he critiqued my work, and he did something which, in some respects, was better. So, nothing but respect for the guy. Okay. So, is that word ended? Did you, have you heard from the guy since? Oh, we we actually exchanged a bit in our in, our, in his comment section a bit. Uh huh. Um, and you know, we 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 sort of buried any hat any hatchet that was left present, which I don't think there really was one afterwards. But I said, "Hey, dude, I I I put the call out, and you answered, and you've done so pretty well here. So, yeah, I'm I I." I, I respect people who challenge my authority in a way that, you know, puts me in a place where, you know, I may, I may need that done. Like, that's fine. If I'm wrong, tell yeah. me. The, um, in order to, to grow, to become, we have to invoke the essence of the fool to allow ourselves to be yeah. wrong, to be new, to be fresh to something. There's a vulnerability exactly. to that. Authority. Yeah. Is something that happens along the way. It sounds like authority for you is not just necessarily about being the most knowledgeable or about being the authority, right? Authority with a capital A or something mm -hmm. like that. It's about having what you put out there be in sync with what is true. And yeah, so you 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 made the, the comparison about say, um, aerial domain mastery versus infantry domain mastery. But even with the infantry domain, you're saying, hey, like this guy totally, in some ways, managed to one-up one up my mastery. Not of YouTube and not of production, but of the, the actual substance. And um, yeah. What do you take from that? Like, do you... Did do you go back and do you practice? Do you uh, take what you learn from him? Um, how do you proceed from that moment like it's it's not going to be something that i genuinely am going to like uh, generally i'm going to go out and make another video for like that that video is done and i don't like doing yearly content and rehashing over and over again personally um except for this one <laughs> except for this one exactly <laughs> no but like this this dude made a video and like you know it's 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 part of the planet side ecosystem now um it's not going to be as charged SOE wise as my video is, but it's out there and people who search for those keywords are going to find it um, at some point. So 
Like, so do me, you present yourself differently now? Like, do you see yourself differently in terms of your infantry mastery? Would you make a different decision now if you'd seen that video beforehand? Like, I, I guess I probably was. I'm just curious, like the, how this how this affects future comedy. It doesn't. I, I still would have done the guide, and I still probably would have done it the exact same way. Okay, because um, it's my personal guide. It's my personal experience talking from the sense of authority that I, I, I do still believe I carry. It's just obviously like, I, I also understand that I'm not like, I know for a fact that if Lex and I were put in the same fight or in the same base one-on-one, -on -one, for example, he would wipe the floor with me and yeah. would do so all the way to Sunday. Yep. Um, and I still, I still believe despite that I have some degree of authority to talk about that side of the game. But I also okay. completely understand that there are people out there who do it better. I guess so. I guess what I did there is I sort of challenged somebody who challenged my authority mm -hmm. to go out and prove their own. And yeah, and they they question you on your mastery, so you kind of question them on theirs. And the fact they yeah. actually stepped up and made a video is like a they stepped like up chat as fuck. They stepped up and actually proved their mastery, which I have nothing but respect for. Um, and I feel as though, and I and I do agree that everyone can have different levels of mastery and still create content like it take like it, you know you could have somebody who's a great combat medic player but a terrible heavy assault player and do a guide on the combat medic but because that's where they that's where their mastery and their, their their authority is i wouldn't trust that player to do a heavy assault guide though um so you know what kami can i admit something to you brother yeah. i feel like i yeah. still don't know what you're talking about when you say authority yeah, really. I still don't get it, man. Uh, to me, to me, uh, how do I explain this? I feel like you're you, you're trying to not say something almost. To me, or uh, are you trying to not to to keep from offending someone? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Maybe like authority to me is a matter of saying. This is what I know. This is how I know it. I, gu I guess part of me sort of comes down to... Part of me sort of comes down to the point of if you don't know what you're talking about, about something, and you're not willing to make the effort to learn about it before you make a piece of content or a piece of distributable media for it you mm -hmm. shouldn't be talking about it you can discuss mm. it but don't project yourself as a point of knowledge and as a point of as i say authority mm -hmm. without having the substance and the experience to back it up so it sounds like this is a critique this is this is a critique of what i see a few times from people um, in the planet side scene specifically i have seen it in the planet side scene quite okay. recently in fact i'm not going to name names on this one um but, I've but it seen bothers you it sounds like like it, it's something you really it's something that you really don't like to say yeah i i don't like to yeah i don't i don't like seeing people talk about certain things from a sense of from a position of command and a position of i know what i'm talking about yeah when you can't back it up materially Okay. Um, or with or with that in or with that knowledge, I've seen, 
I've seen it recently um, in, in the Planet Side community and out of it where people talk about something and they say that this is how you should do something or this is how, you know, you should, um, this, this is how to do something and they can't back it up with either for one, their own footage or whatever. So. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like, as I said, I've got no authority talking about the air game. When, so I don't. when you see those um, bad invocations of authority, let's call them, mm. um, why do you think that happens? Are, are, are people um, trying to be manipulative, do they think? Or is it like a situation, like a Dunning-Kruger situation, where they overestimate their command? I think I think it's more a matter of overestimating as well, and I mean, like we all do it as as especially in the content creation industry. New like new content creators do it all the time. Um, I think like if if you come into the content creation game to a brand new game and you start commanding a sense of authority as somebody who hasn't spent the time mastering that side of the game, or mm-hmm. at least getting as good as they possibly can at that side of the game, for mm-hmm. example, with their given circumstances, then then they sort of come off from a place of uh, not fakeness, but disingenuity, I think is the word I'm looking for there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and yeah, when you have people sort of search for content to make that isn't in their domain of authority, it kind mm-hmm. of shows for mm. me. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. I think that that's a big part of the reason why I made a gaming podcast that ended up being about people instead of about games. Um, yep. You know, I still remember when I invited Rel on to the podcast for the first time, and for some reason he said yes. Uh, I was like, fuck me. What am I going to ask Rel about? Like, if I start talking to him about balance and shit, I'm going to get crucified because I'm yeah. not that guy to ask those questions. I knew that in my heart yeah. of hearts. Um, yeah. We talked briefly about how Combined Arms was received and whether it was successful or not, but I am not fit to pick that one apart. Not the guy. Mm -hmm. So what can I talk to him about? Well, I can talk to him about what it's like going from being a YouTuber to being a developer, the path he's taken, community interactions. That I understand a lot about. And that's been my through line is, what is this person's truth? How can I visit with whatever is meaningful to them? And what do we share that we can bounce off of? That's where my authority comes from, I suppose. Um, and when I talk yeah, to exactly. Rel again, I am once again probably not going to go as deep on design and balance yep. as many would prefer. Um, and instead, I'm going to talk more about human stuff. Um, and I think Rel also. I think he likes to talk about just. Uh, I think he prefers yeah. to, to to stay in the game stuff sometimes. But yeah, I I agree. He does. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mem- love my memory is like oh yeah, we do. We do. I remember uh, like. during during our first interview, um, I kept I kept relinking it back to the story of Rel, and he's like, "Ah, but let's talk about the game." And I was like, "Nah, man, you're the, you're on the interview. It's about it's, it's uh, in the Planet Side Two uh, interviews. This is a Rel interview. It could be a about you." Yep. Yep. Anyway, um, sounds sounds like Rel. Yeah. Like yeah. Rel. Yeah. And uh, so I guess that that that's where I connect with what with what you're saying. Um, yeah. You know, one of the great truths for me that I've come away with, it's really happened for me at the end of the year, 
Uh, I made a piece of content talking about it called The Day I Quit New World. Um, sure. I needed to hit the re- a big reset button for me, for myself, on the way I use yeah. games um, in a big way. And I realized that in a lot of ways, I had been projecting some needs that I have onto gaming communities and video games by implication. Ooh, okay. Um, I, I became aware of it in a way that I wasn't before. And I realized okay. that in a situation where I'm logging in because I to a multiplayer game because I want to have a certain kind of multiplayer experience, that yep. maybe the truth was I knew in my heart of hearts, my better angels knew that the thing that I wanted wasn't really there in the first place. And I needed to do something a little more difficult to get what I wanted. I needed to, I don't know, like say build a streaming community. Maybe I needed to um, go find a meetup group. Or maybe I needed to give my parents a call, give my siblings a call. Like all these things that feel like they have much higher barriers to entry to me than just playing a video game with other people in it. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know exactly what what the right answer is. I'm still figuring that out. But yeah, of course. What followed from that was realizing that I had been picking apart things in other gamers and creators, especially, that I didn't like because I was I was hard on myself for those very same things. Yeah, okay. I, I saw the thing in myself that I that I most disliked or resented in others and one of the people who that really came out with was um when i was in my uh my honeymoon phase with new world at the end of last year josh strife hayes i don't know if you know who he is um not not familiar myself but go on he's an mmo youtuber um he has he has a youtube series he does called worst mmo ever um (laughs) which is literally just like like a a 30 minute MMO review series, but it's all couched in the language of negativity. Um, and that bothers Got me. It. Um, yeah. And he started making all these videos about how awful New World is and how unsuccessful it is, everything it does wrong. And I really felt right. like he was missing something important about what it did well. And I really felt like mm-hmm. that was a reflection of bad faith, that he didn't have the authority to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I found that really, really annoying. I even made a yeah. video called Gamers Are Wrong About New World, where I wow. accused them of going to a steak restaurant and being upset that chicken tenders weren't on the menu. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, I think yep. there's, some, there's some aspect that what I said about that was correct. I think I wasn't wrong, but what I wasn't seeing is the fact that that person was just doing the thing that I hated about myself. That they were um, focusing on the negatives. That they were um, not trying hard enough to understand. And I have the same mm-hmm. focus that maybe maybe you do too, where I put such a high expectation on myself in order to feel successful. I am so worried about failing that I expect so much from myself that when I see others don't expect the same thing from themselves, I think they're the ones fucking up. When in fact the truth yeah. could be that it's more of a comment on how I see myself. And realizing that like stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, oh fuck, 
like? Yeah. What have I said? What does it mean? And has really given me a lot of permission to let other people do what they're going to do and try to try to focus on myself, brother, because I am the only one I can change. And the truest authority we have is over our own actions. So people, it's, it's, you know, one of the things I like to say about planet men is, uh, that I think a good analogy here is if you use a shotgun, you're hurting not just the people you kill, but even more so you're hurting yourself. Yeah. And the people who speak without that authority are usually doing as much wrong as bringing as much bad on themselves as anything you could possibly bring. So Damn. But that's that just happens to what you just said just happens to connect in a weird way to something I've really been working hard on. I thought I'd share that. Yeah. No, it's yeah, that's that is true. That's yeah, it's something I can it's something I can sort of, you know, relate to a lot. Like this past year, one thing I've been sort of really focusing on is making sure that, you know, in life I myself Yeah, you can only you can only ever focus on the people and the relationships in general that you see yourself fitting into nicely. Um, mm. as, as you say, you only have an authority to change yourself. Yes. And if there's a relationship out there that you don't see working well for you anymore, you don't have the authority to change that person's life to fit you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That person will that person will make the decision to make their life fit with you instead. Yeah. Now, obviously, that comes at a at like you know, there's got to be you know compromise in that in that in that balance that needs to be struck there. Of course, you know we all know that every healthy relationship comes at a certain degree of compromise at any given yeah. point in time. Give and take. Mm-hmm. But that, that I think is more more so the authority of the two individuals coming to a mutual agreement to change to make those puzzle pieces fit um and less so of one person having to make the entire decision to use all of their authority to make that to make that stick yeah yeah i've seen situations where sometimes it's one person who's trying to contort themselves to match an image that that a, someone in a relationship has, and this could be a parent or it could be a child or, or, or a lover. Like it could be lots of things. It could even be like a mm-hmm. streamer or a creator. Like there's weird parasocial stuff that happens. Um, oh yeah. It doesn't just have to be, um, you know, a romantic partner. No, of course. Yeah, but there's a lot yeah. of different. Yeah. Or, or situations where someone is quite assertive in saying, here's the way I think yep. things should be. Um, I know what's up and you need to shape up or here's what I think you should do. Um, yeah. That's so hard because especially in a romantic relationship, and I don't know if that's what you're talking about, but I'm just going to go with it. It is, yeah, go for you, it. it is such an important pillar of your life to have that work. And it is such a high risk endeavor to pair bond with somebody who you don't know if it's going to work out with. 
I've been married to my wife for almost a decade. This is our ninth anniversary coming up. Congratulations. Thank you. Our relationship looks nothing like what it looked like when we got started. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, And And, there were multiple points where it was either bend or break. Yeah. And we both had to bend. I wonder if you relate to that. And yeah, I was going to say that's the most important word that you just said there in that situation of we had to bend or break. We both had to bend. Yeah. That's that to me is the most important word right there. Like, yeah, I can, I can relate like, you know, my last relationship, like, and, you know, and like you, you sometimes don't realize that things are going to break until you're a few years in, mm. um, people change over time. Sometimes you don't change with them. Sometimes they don't change with you. Yeah. And you realize that that breaking point reaches sooner. Um, yeah, I can, I can relate to that. So, you know, at the end of the day, you need to then, you know, make that decision and say, well, I have the authority to bend, but how far do I want to bend before I start becoming unhappy in the situation? Yeah. And the only person who can make that decision is you. Yeah. So, how many days in a row yeah. am I going to load my partner's dishes in the fucking dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just put put scratch marks on the dishwasher door every day you do it. Just <laughs> prison put style. It in blood. Oh, God. But yeah, so it, it sounds like you made the hard choice to move on from one relationship and maybe you started a new one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have actually. Um, okay. Yeah. Very, well, very happy as a result. Um, that's very exciting. And it sounds like you also took you. some time to refocus on yourself too. And I did embody yeah. your yeah. personal authority there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was very, it was very much about that. Like I understood, like for, for once in, like for the first time in three years, I had sort of total control, like, I don't want to say control because that sounds like it was a lot like it was a lot more controlling than it was. I had total, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I guess total freedom in in a loose sense. Like I, I had my whole day to myself. Yeah. Okay. Um, outside of work and so I, I had every, I had every you know opportunity to do what I need, what I wanted, and felt like I needed to do. Yeah. To what I to what I needed to do. So you know, it was, it was nice to sort of rekindle and refocus and restart sort of get a new chapter in life going, mm-hmm. um, starting a, you know, starting a potentially a new career, yeah. starting a, you know, a whole bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Make room for something new, clear a lot of space, you know, exactly. I, I, feel, I feel like I did the very same thing, but my relationships with a video game <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 <laughs> over true. the holidays, bro, yeah, us yeah. gamers have some fucked up relationships with video games straight we up. do dude oh man it is yeah, like it's it's almost parasocial again like the whole streamer and viewer relationship that we see a lot it's just that with a video game essentially you know, i don't even know if parasocial is real i feel like it's all social and it's just it's just every single social interaction has these layers of distance and artificiality to them it's it's, it's like a point on a continuum not like a binary thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, man. Okay, yeah, you're right. Well, 
I like how we're ending this on a soulful note. Yeah, I, I agree. Highly I approve agree. of that. Anything else Me you want too. to talk about, Kami? I don't know, man. Not much as uh, I think. I think we've hit so many different things going like today. Like we've we've been down so many roads. Yeah, um, we put in a solid three hours and change. This is a good one. This is a good one. This is a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. There's not much else going on for me. I'm excited. Motorsports coming back for me soon. So yeah, cool. That's really it. Oh man, any uh, content projects we can look forward to seeing from you in the near future? Um, what is coming up soon? Carbine tier list will be soon. Ooh, um, I'm excited about that. Where, yeah, yeah. Spoiler me, where's the NS11C? That's my favorite. Uh, I believe it's in C tier, actually. What? Fucking dare you. <laughs> God. In, right. in my defense, it was community voted. It was community vote. We, uh, we did that on a stream People are together, so wrong so. sometimes. Okay, we'll I'll have to yeah, check I know, that right? out. It's, um, I mean, the Maybe I'll get some React content so out of it. Hey, yo, true. <laughs> that's that's going to be a long one. Um, <laughs> I want to do another implant tier list, but you know. Yes, the implant tier list coming back. Let's well, go. We'll another eventually. thousand hours we'll get... of editing. <laughs> and another like 50 infographics that are spelt incorrectly again. So, you know. <laughs> Spelling's overrated. <laughs> oh, dude. Spelling's a construct. If it, if it looks correct, it's spelled correctly. That's all I'll say. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's what I'm going to oh, go well. with too. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. Um Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um I'll give my own little outro too. Um I'm Deeg, I'm the of podcast course, guy. So, uh I'm interviewing Rel next week if you're watching this live. Highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube and hit that bell button. Uh, the bell thing. Is that what you say? I'm still getting used to how you say that. I don't Yeah, yeah. Subscribe, hit the bell, like, you know, all the all the good stuff. Yeah, yep. do what he said if you want to check that out. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the month, um, a new expansion for Guild Wars 2 is coming out. I know... Uh, Exciting. I don't know if there are a lot of Plasmite players who also like Guild Wars 2, but it's something else I'm passionate about. I've interviewed a few developers on that team. You, we've talked about Guild Wars a couple times. Yeah, I think that's true. And I'm mm, going to be streaming. I actually took the one. week off from work to play the expansion. Ooh. Which is something I haven't done in years, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be living it up. I did that for Battlefield. Imagine how much I hated myself after no! that one. No, <laughs> fuck, dude! I ache for you, ache for you. Oh, yeah, it was bad, bro. It was bad. <laughs> oh god. All right. Just... Oh, that's painful. Well, hopefully, what's what's coming up next won't be so painful. And I, I also. Dude know that we're getting a roadmap um very soon from mr yes so uh it'd be very exciting to see what direction our favorite um massive multiplayer online first person shooter will be taking yes sir kamikaze 78 dig a match made in heaven yes sir it's been a pleasure dig thanks for having me as always brother it was good it was my pleasure thanks everyone for watching and thanks everyone for listening in Catch you on the next one. Take care, guys.